Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It's AM Tampa Bay with everything from the toxic to the tendentious here with Jack and Ted and Aaron and... Jeff, and it's 10 minutes after 5, and it is the penultimate show of the week. Uh, That would be a Thursday. And if you want to talk about something here, this is your chance to give us a call as we got an open hour here to talk about whatever you would like to talk about. And some great guests coming up and some comedians, too. We're going to have our Friday funnies a day early. Let's see, we got Greg Hahn, who's going to be at Side Splitters this weekend. And then we've got Philippe Esparza, uh, who's going to be at the Tampa Improv this weekend. Hope they make them in, make it in here. It's sometimes our comedians don't make it, but they have trouble finding. Well, Philippe, a place. Philippe will be here. Okay, well that's good. He's he's not only uh, appearing here, but he's a buddy of mine. Oh, he's a buddy of yours. Oh yeah, we uh, we struck up a friendship years ago when he first came into town. Where's he from? He is from California. Ah. Mexican from California. A Mexican from California. Is he yeah. an illegal or illegal? No, he's legal. He doesn't give a rat's ass about the illegals coming in. That's what I liked about him. <laughs> well, that's good enough. Uh, but he, said, anyway. he, he told me that. He says, none of the legal Mexicans that are in California give a crap about the illegals that are coming in because the illegals are taking their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. California is just a mess. I mean, it is a mess. They've got that joke out there, that meme that's out there about how we need to build a wall all the way across the southwestern border and then up California to keep it so the Californians can't come into the other 49 states. And I'm thinking, that makes good sense. That's not a bad idea at all. Uh, The big news that's, uh, believe it or not, overshadowed Russia, Russia, and Russiagate is that John McCain, Senator John McCain of Arizona, has a brain tumor associated with that blood clot that was removed last week. Uh, In a statement last night, the uh, doctors revealed that he had been diagnosed with uh, its glioblastoma, I think they call it, which is a very aggressive form of cancer. And uh, the uh, senator and his family are reviewing further treatment uh, obviously, chemotherapy and radiation, they're going to go through all of that. But um, he'd been recovering at his home after they took the blood clot out. And they say he's recovering from that amazingly well, but his underlying health is excellent. But uh, obviously, when you've got a brain tumor, and especially at the age of 80, there isn't a lot that can be done. But they'll do everything they can. But that has taken... Russiagate off the front pages for a while, and I'm saying this for a while. It won't be for long. That was one thing that kind of pissed me off when uh, then Donald Trump demeaned the career, the military career of John McCain. This guy was a military hero. He was captured uh, and and tortured and things like that. 
and didn't give information or anything like that. He was a genuine war hero, and you hate to see guys like that have their careers demeaned. Uh, and I, I just didn't like it when he did that. And I don't know who was advising him to do that. You know, you can say a lot of things bad about John McCain, but why in the hell do you go after a war hero's record? For goodness sake. He's yeah. proved he'll go after anyone, and that's oh, one well, of the I can reasons. understand him going after a guy and, and making fun of a guy and doing anything else like that. That's part of his character. But he needs to get a decent advisor or somebody to say, you don't make fun of a war hero. You don't make fun of a guy who got captured and tortured by the enemy. I mean, he didn't go up there and surrender. He got captured. And, again, he was a war hero, and which, of course, led to his very burgeoning career. But uh, that was one thing that Trump did that I really didn't like. Other than that, I, I kind of enjoyed him making fun of people and all that stuff like that, which he did, certainly. But Do you think people feel bad now? Because you remember after, uh, I think it was yeah, the Comey uh, test, after the Comey test, uh, after that questioning, everyone was saying that he was, you know, what, he was up late. He said he was watching the Arizona oh, Diamondbacks, yeah, the game, Diamondbacks game. But people were making fun of him, ripping apart uh, McCain on Twitter. Yeah. And now, I don't know, they probably feel bad. Yeah, it, it could be that this cancer is leading to that. They were thinking then even the blood clot could have caused that. Something in his brain was awry, and apparently that was it. Uh, but, but beyond that... Um, just chances aren't too good. You got to wonder about what they can do, but they can't do much beyond chemotherapy and radiation. That's all we've got thus far today to do anything about that. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But that took Russiagate off the front pages for a while. Anyway, uh, I'm sure it'll be back again here very, very soon. Uh, but the reaction all across the country is just enormous from friends of McCain and foes alike. Um, but anyway, if you have any comments, you can give us a call at 800-969-9352. That's the number to call. So get on the phone right now. President Trump told GOP senators at the White House yesterday that they should cancel their August recess and not leave town until acting to repeal Obamacare. He said, we shouldn't leave town until this is complete. He said this during a White House luncheon. He said, we should hammer this out and get it done. Trump also said that repeal isn't enough and that Republicans should also replace Obamacare with new legislation. Good luck trying to get that done. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And the next time you get a Democrat running the country or Democrats running the country, which could be 2018 or 2020. Uh, well, We're going to single pair. It won't be 2018 because Trump would veto that. But uh, by the time you get to 2020, there's a good possibility Democrats could end up taking over and uh, at that point then establish single-payer system, socialized medicine. Just imagine what it would li- life would be like under Speaker Pelosi. Oh, yeah. I don't know that Speaker Pelosi could possibly be around in four years. I don't mean dead. I mean she's a muttonhead right now, and you can imagine the way she's going to be speaking by then. 
Hey, let's go at 18 after 5 to the Storm Team 8 Weather Center. Meteorologist Lee Spann. And Lee, we went from 3 below normal Tuesday to 3 above normal yesterday. And I guess when you average them, you get normal. That's how you get normal, right? Because it's not necessarily you're supposed to be at one number all the time. It's that you're either high or below it, uh, depending on the day, and that's why it kind of averages out. And today we're not going to be uh, too far from the average. I'm expecting right around 91. But the same general weather pattern where, you know, the storms start a little earlier and they start near the coast and then spread inland. About a 40% chance today. However, I do bring the rain chances down to 30% through the weekend. So that'll be a little bit better news for some of the outdoor plans. Oh, that's great news for the weekend. Yeah. So we'll take it. Weekends can't get here soon enough. It's 18 after 5. We go to the newsroom and John Conrad. Good morning. Our news is service of Duncan Duo, a robbery suspect in the hospital recovering from a shotgun blast. His alleged cohorts in jail. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office says 21-year-old Sean Nathan Young of Bradenton and three men from Sarasota set out to rob a store in a 17th Street shopping center while two men waited in the car. Young and another man walked in with guns and masks over their faces. They weren't expecting for one of the employees to pull out a shotgun and fire off three rounds. Young was hit, but both men managed to get away, but not for long. One left his gun and a trail of blood. Young later showed up at the hospital emergency room. Deputies were called, met with him and the three other suspects who all admitted their involvement. All four men charged with felony armed robbery. The newest stretch of the Pinellas Trail will open today. The five-mile section heads all the way to the Pasco County line. And then crews will soon begin extending the trail through Pasco and eventually will connect with up will connect with the Suncoast Trail in Hernando County. The long-term plan is for that trail to eventually be part of a West Coast to East Coast pathway. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler has been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Our top stories this morning. Arizona Senator John McCain has been diagnosed with an aggressive type of brain cancer. And Hillsborough commissioners agree to move that Confederate statue from the old Hillsborough County Courthouse to a private cemetery in Brandon. Those stories and more coming up. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. Funding Traffic Network have an accident just reported on US 19, a little bit south of Tarpon Avenue near Mango Street. But it looks like we're in great shape right now on our area bridges, interstates, and expressways. The traffic reports brought to you by Bonefish Grill, announcing new summer duos at Bonefish Grill, like the wood grilled center cut sirloin and cold water lobster tail, or cod piccata paired with lobster stuffed shrimp. Starting at just nineteen ninety, they're only here for a limited time. And only at Bonefish Grill. Daisy Ashton is Radio 970 WFLA. It's 525 on AM Tampa Bay. And if there's something you'd like to talk about, give us a call at 800-969-9352. Uh, Nancy has a comment to make here. Nancy, what's on your mind on this Thursday morning? Good morning, guys. Good morning, Nancy. <laughs> well... 
I, I'm looking at this Sandy Merman flip-flop thinking, this is another great example for our children. If you scream and stomp your feet and get in a little group and, and complain and whine, ultimately at some point you're going to get your way. Um, no does not mean no anymore. Yeah. And it, it just it just gripes me so bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to make... I'd like to talk to Sandy about that and say, Sandy, what made you decide we will dishonor the men who gave their lives for their country? Right, and and it's just you know they make these decisions for the few people that get there and put their signs up and oh, you know complain and whine for what? We are the greatest nation there is. There's more opportunity here than anywhere. And if you do not take advantage of it and you just sit around and wait for people to take care of you and, you know, it's just it's just a line of decisions that are detrimental to this nation. Yeah. Sandy Merman should be ashamed of herself, along with Victor Christ. The two of them should be very well ashamed. Victor Really chickened out. He left, and yeah, he so he didn't have to vote. Yeah, he left. He could always play that card uh, down the road where I didn't vote for it. I didn't vote yeah, against I, it. I got out of town. I didn't vote against that or for it either one. I'd be pissed if I was Sandy because him leaving, she had to become that deciding vote yeah. and change the uh, the factor. Well, she's a flip-flopper. She's a Her and Chris are both flip-floppers. Like a shoe. Like a shoe. A flip-flopper. Anyway, let's go to Don, who's got comments to make on the uh, Confederate Monument. What do you think, Don? Well, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, listen, yesterday afternoon, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard on the radio station on the news that Black Lives Matter were responsible for the sports teams in our area getting involved in the statue situation, which I just kind of find... I don't know, a little ironic that we have uh, the most racist, violent group in the United States get involved in moving a statue that offended people. Yep, there is sort of an irony in that. And I, I'm surprised that, well, I've got to congratulate the Lightning because they said we don't have anything to do with this. We are not for it or against it. Leave it up to the people and to the commissioners. Uh, the Rays yes, got involved and said move it, and the uh, Buccaneers, Buccaneers said involved. move it. Yeah, they didn't ask the Storm or the Rowdies, but well, this attorney Scarrett that we were talking about that said is going to help raise the money and the funds to move it. Yeah. Now I'm reading about this guy. He hopes he hopes to raise two hundred thousand dollars to relocate it, and he says he's going to help maintain it. But he wants to go. To, he's going to depend on donations from large businesses and sports teams. So you're telling me you're going to go to what the Rays and ask them for money? If the Rays donate money to this and don't get a an arm for the bullpen for this stretch, I will be mad. <laughs> well, they uh, it was commissioners. Uh, Les Miller and Pat Kemp and Sandy Merman and Al Higginbotham that voted for removal. And Ken Hagen and Stacy White held their positions. They were against it. Uh, and it's amazing how there was a flip-flop on that thing. But uh, they've now decided to move it to the private cemetery of a family in Brandon. Uh, I guess it's the guy that Brandon was named after or the family. I don't know. 
I think it is. Uh, I was reading the story. It said they're going to send the Confederate monument to the private cemetery of the Brandon family. Yeah, the namesake of the East Hillsborough County community who at the 11th hour volunteered to take it. Uh, so it won't be on Hillsborough County property any longer. And the, uh, of course, I saw that a couple of columnists in the Tampa Bay Times were for moving it. And, of course, when I read something like that, I think, well, then I'm against it. If they had been for keeping it there, I think I'd have said, let's move it. But uh, nevertheless, they're going to take it down. I saw a picture, the old courthouse. I've got some of these old pictures of Tampa, and you can see that monument standing in front of the old courthouse when it was right. there. And then I guess it got right. moved to the new courthouse in 52 or something mm-hmm. like that. It's 5.30 on AM Tampa Bay. When you need to know, News Radio 970 WFLA. Good morning, I'm Chris Trankman. Our top story at 5.30. Arizona Senator John McCain diagnosed with a malignant form of brain cancer. His family is saying that they are weighing their options to deal with what is in a very aggressive form of brain cancer. A few days ago, we learned that John McCain had a blood clot removed and there had been a mass that they were checking on. Uh, We are now learning it was, in fact, uh, cancerous. There are leaders in both parties who are really stepping out and saying that this is an American hero, that they want to rally around as he deals with this fight. Former President Barack Obama sending out a tweet saying, John McCain is an American hero and one of the bravest fighters I've ever known. Cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Give it hell, John. Reporter Ed Henry. McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, calls her father the toughest person she knows and a warrior at Dutz. President Trump says he and the First Lady are sending thoughts and prayers to McCain and his family. Commissioners vote to remove statue. That story ahead. First, let's get an update on the roads. Here's Daisy Ash. From the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center have an accident in the left lane westbound on Almerton at 34th Street. And there's crash on US 19 a little bit south of Tarpon Avenue near Mango Street. But it looks like we're in great shape on our area. Bridges, interstates, and expressways. This traffic report is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. She didn't just visit the sick and poor. She moved in with them because they needed help. Mother Teresa couldn't do it all, but she gave her all. Compassion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Daisy Ash, News Radio 970 WFLA. A few showers near the coast this morning, then a 40% chance this afternoon with a high of 91. It's 76 degrees at News Radio 970 WFLA. Nearly a month after Hillsborough County commissioners voted to keep a Confederate soldier's monument in front of the old county courthouse, They reversed their vote. Commissioner Sandra Merman flipped, which means the monument will be taken down and transferred to a local cemetery. I do not and will not call it a removal. I will call it a relocation because I think that is respectful um, to both sides. The monument will have to be removed within 60 days. Tampa police went to a shopping center at 40th Street and Bush Boulevard last night, found two young men, ages 18 and 19, with gunshot wounds. Both were taken to the hospital, both expected to survive. In Lando Lakes, that big sinkhole which swallowed two homes last week is now eroding. It widened by another 10 feet on Wednesday. Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says grass, dirt, and even a hot tub slipped into that sinkhole. 
That's because water levels in the hole have gone down, causing the sides to fall in. The sand underneath cannot support the grass and the, uh, the weight of, you know, obviously the earth and the, and the houses there. So what's happening is as the water table goes down, that sand gives way to the soil, it gives way to the grass, gives way to potentially portions of these houses. Guthrie says a couple of nearby homeowners have been told to be ready to evacuate if necessary. Meantime, engineers are using ground-penetrating radar to check the soil and water. Florida is one of 16 states affected by an outbreak of salmonella. The Centers for Disease Control says since March, 24 people have been infected with a strain of salmonella found in microbiology labs. Six were hospitalized, no deaths reported. The infections occurred in college, commercial, and clinical laboratories and affected people from infancy all the way to age 57. Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn is considering a plan that hasn't been done since the first George Bush was president, raising taxes. Buckhorn's expected to propose a budget for 2018 that will raise the millage rate for the first time since 1989. The rate's currently at 5.7 mills, which equals about $600 in taxes a year for a $150,000 home. Buckhorn won't say how much he wants to raise property taxes. It's 534 at News Radio 970, WFLA. Weather's next. Good morning, it's AM Tampa Bay. Information stimulus package here for you this morning with Jack and Ted and Aaron and Jeff and. And, of course, you are invited to be a part of the conversation, too. Give us a call at 800-969-9352. Uh, getting ready to uh, get O.J. out of jail. It's going to be a few months before he ever gets out of jail, but I'm reading probably November he might ultimately get out and be paroled. I hope it's soon so that he can go back to the golf course and look for the killer. Oh, yeah, definitely so. They've never found the killer, you know. But they had the pictures in the USA Today yesterday for those who were around in 1995 that uh, were kind of uh, memory-provoking here. Pictures of Mark Furman and Johnny Cochran. These are pictures of where they are and what they're they had stories on what they're doing today Furman's an analyst now because i see him on yeah. i believe oh, yeah. fox news He's all on the time fox news all the time yeah johnny cochran fred goldman yeah denise brown cochran died a couple of years ago right yeah he sure did uh yeah robert shapiro i think he's the only one that's gone now marcia clark Cato Kalin. There's a name from the past. Kardashian's gone now, Robert Kardashian. Robert Ka- Kardashian, is he gone? Yeah, he's, he's passed gone. away. He passed away. Uh, Arnell Simpson. And, of course, Judge Lance Ito. Shapiro is actually still working for the Kardashians. <laughs> She's helping. He's helping Rob Kardashian with that domestic, or that uh, whatever he was doing, the nude text, hate text. What do you call that? Revenge porn. Yeah, it was interesting to see pictures of what they look like today, except for the dead ones, obviously. Do you hear what's going on with O.J. in prison? One of the reasons, the rumors that he might not get parole? They caught him uh, choking the chicken. Choking the chicken. Oh, really? Yeah. What one, I mean, one, one of the guards did, and that that could affect his parole. Why would that affect your parole? I not, mean, you're not allowed to choke it. in prison. You're, you're not allowed, allowed to do that in prison. Nine yeah. years. Nine years. What do you do? My gosh. Can we be honest? You have to. I guess you're supposed to just allow the wet dreams to happen or something like that. Just let it pass naturally? God. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep. That's the rumor. 
That's that. It's not verified, but it's a rumor. Well, that's something that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. If guards see that, you have to assume on a normal occasion they'd probably just turn a blind eye to that. I certainly would. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd be a little job. embarrassed to go in and say, "I caught this guy doing that." <laughs> if I were that. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I watched him for 10 minutes, so I know he was doing it. <laughs> All right, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. OJ's defense, it's his. He could wash it as long and as hard as he wants. There you go. <laughs> he should do that. I was looking at this thing here with uh, uh, from Kelly Oliver. I think she's working with some all well, the parents' television council. Uh, but they're pushing to get – Movies that have characters smoking cigarettes rated R, even if they're, you know, family pictures or whatever, but to have them rated R if there's any cigarette smoking going on. Normally, if there's any sex or really foul language, you rate them R. But now they're pushing to get, uh, well, they say researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention suggest they should since their study shows that top-grossing movies with tobacco depictions and suggestions are on the rise, up 72% from 2010 to 2016. And uh, in PG-13 rated films, they say it's increased by 43%, and it's causing public health concerns. I guess they're afraid kids are going to see it and say, oh, I want to do that. I want to smoke a cigarette and look good. I'm, I'm thinking of the old movies. You go back to those 40s and smoke. 50s, everybody in everybody. the place is smoking all over the place at, at dinner and restaurants. and. Be honest, everywhere. though. Back in the day, you, one of your favorite characters you might have seen smoking and thought he looked cool, that was probably a, a cool look to you. And it made you want to maybe not smoke a cigarette, but you thought, oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, probably the reason we started smoking. I started when I was 15, had to hide the cigarettes behind a door and I all was that 13, stuff. But it was 13, but it was at a dance, and all the guys that smoked cigarettes had hot chicks with them. And so the ones that weren't smoking didn't have any chicks at all. So we figured that if you wanted to have a hot chick with you, you better light up. There you go. I don't remember why I started, but... Um, did it for a long, long time. He shouldn't start. My first cigarette was Don Draper after I watched Don Draper on Mad Men with his, you know, whiskey and cigarette. And I thought that was cool. And Don gets all the women. I want to be the Don. Well, then maybe these people are right. They should make it uh, the adult movies whenever they're smoking, if that's the way it impacts and, and, the kids. And that's what I'm saying. It could. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at it myself. I was impacted. Well, then, all right. Then they're making the right decision <laughs> here. You, you flip-flopper. Well, first I looked at it and I thought, what crazy is that? You got people smoking? That happens. People smoke and they want to turn them into R-rated films. And I guess I understand why now. You've you've clinched it. They should. And you too. You got But, you know, you have to realize I was an adult at that point. When you were a kid and you're 13. When I was 13, if I saw a cartoon or somebody smoking a cigarette, I'm not going to go, oh, I need to get my fix in. I got to go smoke a cigarette. When you're 22 years old, it's a little different when I started watching Mad Men and you're in college. That's uh, a little different. But, yes, it influenced me. You're very influenceable. That's for sure. Thank you, guys. The best thing I did was quit smoking. Uh, that was one of the better things that I did, too. I actually had to do it twice. I quit once, and then I decided to try it socially 
Yeah. And that didn't work too long. And no such I had thing. to quit again. And I had to do it twice myself. Actually, it was pretty easy. I just remember, I mean, after the, the first time, I remember going into work one morning because back then I'd have a cigarette every news break, uh, top of the hour, bottom of the hour, and drinking coffee and everything. And uh, the morning I went in, I just quit them one at a time. I, you know, at, Do you remember when we used to be able to smoke in the studio? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, man. That's what we did, take a break during you know, you had your ashtray right there next to you on the console. Look at the ceilings. They're yellow still. From My smoke. dad smoked in the shower. Okay? Oh, yeah, in the shower? Wow. <laughs> he, he smoked everywhere. That's hardcore. Now that is a test. That's hardcore. Smoking in the shower. John's got a comment here to make on smoking. What do you think, John? Hey, guys. Good morning again. Do you realize if they did that, that I Love Lucy would be an R-rated show? That's, That's true. true. Yeah, all That's of those true. old things would be R-rated. Uh, I don't know if they've done it on Carol Burnett or I. I watch all of these things. Jeff Kirkendall got me onto those, and uh, but you're right. They they had smoking and everything back then in the old days. Everybody. I even had a doctor come into my patient room. Used to smoke. Yeah, and doctors did back then. Yeah. Imagine that now. See, I couldn't imagine that. That I remember, feels weird. I remember Roger Maris doing a commercial for Camel Cigarettes, and underneath the, the, the print ad, it said, recommended by doctors. Well, they had the doctors recommended one brand over another, supposedly, yeah. and yeah. all of that oh, kind of my. stuff. Yeah. And they, they even smoked during operations. Well, maybe not during the operation itself, but they'd smoke in the operating room getting ready and stuff like that sure it's 5:48. we go to the newsroom and john conrad two young men were shot last night on 40th street north in temple crest across from bush gardens an 18 year old has non-life-threatening injuries the second man he's 19 he's in serious but stable condition tampa police are following leads and have not released any further information a 34-year-old holiday woman lost her life in a crash Wednesday evening in Pasco. The Florida Highway Patrol says Nicole Barker was killed after her Honda Accord was hit by a Pontiac Firebird driven by 19-year-old Bradley Prescott of Newport Ritchie. A Highway Patrol report says Prescott was trying to turn left off of Moog Road onto Pinehurst Drive and collided with Barker's car. Prescott and three passengers in Barker's vehicle all suffered minor injuries. The Florida Highway Patrol says alcohol was not a factor. And the search for a missing boater in Lake Thanonasassa will begin again later this morning. FWC divers were in the water yesterday without finding anyone. The search started after a person reported hearing someone yelling for help and saw an empty boat with the motor running, spinning in the water. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler's been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Top story, Senator John McCain diagnosed with brain cancer. And President Trump says if he knew that Jeff Sessions would take himself off the Russian case, he would have hired someone else. Those stories and more coming up. Tampa Bay forecast from Storm Team 8 meteorologist Lee Spann. A coastal shower or two... 
this morning. A 40% chance for showers inland this afternoon, the high 91. Overnight, 78. 30% rain chance tomorrow, the high 91. Right now, it's 79. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. From the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center, I have a crash on US 19 south of Tarpon Avenue. They cleared the blockage at a crash scene westbound on Almerton at 34th Street and were quiet on our area bridges, interstates, and expressways. This traffic report is brought to you by Staples. Staples knows that when the only printer in your office that's not out of ink is three flights up, it's time. Staples has great prices on everything you need to print, like buy one HP ink and get the second at 30% off. N722 restrictions apply. See store or staples.com for details. Staples, it's pro time. DZ Ash, News Radio 970 WFLA. It's 5.55 on AM Tampa Bay. we got Earl Pitts coming up in a couple of minutes. And what's he going to be talking about, Jeff? Looks like it's vacation time for the Pitts family. Vacation time for the Pitts family. Wonder where they're going. I guess we'll find out in a couple of minutes. I'm checking out our webpage at 970wfla.com slash AMTB. We got a strolling Al oh, brother. Here we go. I see Jeff's favorite here. Kitten wants to play and the dog wants to nap. So there's an interaction. Sounds like a sexual thing or something. <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like, what's that, Opie and whatever it is in the comic strips. Uh, and then a dog commandeers a bed at Bed Bath & Beyond. You got me, Cassie, the singing dog. Yeah, we got all kinds of uh, a bobcat attacking two people and a German shepherd. And this is an all-animal show here. Our page has gone to the dogs, hasn't it? It has, definitely. <laughs> Although, we got people trying alcohol for the first time. That's got to be interesting. First, she, she goes to the dog, too, after a while. <laughs> first time I ever tried alcohol was moonshine. I, I remember the first time I tried moonshine. Yeah, that, that'll... Boy, that'll, that'll open up your eyes. That'll do it in a hurry. and. I was just a little kid then, and my I didn't even know anything about it then, but my, uh, let's see, he would have been my second cousin, once removed, I think, and he was a moonshiner. And he made it himself? No, he would go up in up this holler where they made it, and he would put these jugs, or these they're glass, big glass jars. And deliver them. Uh, and he delivered them. It was like a paper route. Woo! Come on, get your moonshine. Yeah, and he'd do it a couple of times a week. He had won a new 55 Ford in a, a raffle, and he'd fill the back the trunk of those things and go around and make deliveries just like you deliver a newspaper. Bucky, first, get my new Ford. I got some moonshine in the back. First he, time when I was I a tried, kid, he said, do you want to try this? Said, oh, yeah. you know. First <laughs> time I tried that, I felt every vein in my chest. Oh, you could feel everything for sure. It's 557 on 970 WFLA. You know what makes me sick? You know what makes me so mad? I just want to fill my mouth with honey, lay on my back, and spend the entire day as a human flytrap. If there's one thing I hate, it's going on vacation to some supposedly quiet, remote beach location, something like that, and find yourself on a Saturday morning stacked up like cordwood in traffic jams longer than the one that that, that Shania Twain concert had, you know, where she was singing nude? (laughs) My dove told me that. That's eight hours of gas fumes up the nose I'll never get back. Anyhow, back to our crowded vacation. Now, once you get to your rented, one-of-a-kind, waterside condo and unpack, 
You put on your swimming suit, you walk over to that so-called quiet, uncrowded beach, and it is none of the above. It's actually so full of fat, half-naked, greased-up human bodies, constantly flipping over on the beach towel, it looks like elephant seals breeding season. One of them National Geographic documentaries, you've seen them. As for quiet, if you call 4,000 boomboxes all set at maximum volume, and every one of them turned up to a different hip-hop station, I'm guessing it's time for you to get new batteries for your hearing aid. Either that, or you may want to give up your day job as a jackhammer tester. All of that is why this year I decided the Pitts family will have a staycation. That's where you stay at home while everybody else goes to the beach. Town will be really deserted and quiet. Traffic will be so light in the city, they'll turn off the traffic lights. McDonald's will be handing out two-for-one cheeseburgers so the food won't go to waste. I mean, I could not wait. Unfortunately, the Pitts family wasn't the only family with a stay vacation frame of mind. I was horrified to find out on the first day of stay vacation, the streets were clogged with cars full of fat, half-naked, greased-up human bodies on their way to the pool. And in the line at McDonald's, it was so long, I had to send my boy EJ to the Burger King next door to get us something to snack on while we waited. Back at home, I said, all right, family, get in the car. We're going to the beach. Long story short, we spent the rest of the week sitting on the back porch of that one-of-a-kind waterside condo. Out of earshot of boom boxes, and we had a tub full of popcorn. We was watching TV, and elephant seals was mating on that National Geographic TV. It's a good show. Wake up, America. Was it a good vacation? All I can say is I booked that condo for two weeks next summer. This is Earl Pitts of Morrigan, Good morning, it's AM Tampa Bay with your self-appointed information czars, Jack and Ted and Aaron and Jeff at 11 minutes after 6 on a Thursday morning, our penultimate show of the week here. Uh, You've heard about the Election Integrity Commission that has been put together by President Trump uh, trying to stamp out voter fraud. And Rachel Sutherland, our Fox News reporter, is on board right now. And Rachel, where does that stand? I know there are a lot of critics of it. And I saw a story yesterday. I've forgotten what state it was. Do you remember what state that was? Um, A bunch of people had uh, gotten off the voter rolls when apparently they're voting illegally or something like that as a result of the uh, commission's investigation. But where does that stand? Good morning. Yeah, well, yesterday was the first meeting of this uh, commission on uh, election integrity that President Trump had called for. Now, it is surrounded. It has a lot of controversy surrounding uh, the commission. You would think it would be straightforward. Okay, voter integrity, let's, let's do it. But um, one of the first things that the commission did was ask all 50 states to say, okay, let's get some information on the voter rolls, things like identification, voter history, um, birth dates, in some cases, social security numbers. So a lot of states said, no way. Mississippi, in fact, the uh, state attorney uh, there said, um, n- no, uh, you can go <laughs> jump in the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> was his uh, response to this. So, and there's also an ACLU lawsuit 
I, you know, look, it is it is not as straightforward as it would seem. Of course, everyone wants to get their arms around election fraud, and let's let's uh, tackle that. But it's the way that the the commission is going about it that's had people really kind of looking very very closely. What is it about the commission that's that you know has upset so many people? What is it that they're afraid of? Well, that's what the president was asking yesterday at the first meeting of this. He said, "Well, what are you what are you afraid of?" Um, the well, it has to do. I don't know if it has to do. Not, I, I can't really speak to motivations. I can just tell you that uh, several states have said to the commission, "No, we won't give you this information, or we're going to give you down. We're going to give you you know watered down information um, because voter history, uh, identification, social security numbers." That's a lot of sensitive information that generally isn't part of the equation when you when you go to a voting, you know, a polling place. Generally, you're it's, it, well, it's considered to be an anonymous type of thing. Yeah, I know in Florida they're only giving partial information, but ah. I, I think those who are fighting it the most are Democrat states or states controlled by Democrats, because Democrats have tended. It seems, or I've heard again and again, are the ones that are benefits beneficiaries of uh, voter fraud. Well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I can't. I just I don't am. have the facts in front of me. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I I just don't have those um, figures in front of me. But I can tell you that in this case, you know, the facts are that people are fighting this commission, and the facts are that the president says there's nothing to be worried about. I mean, so people need to decide on their own what they what they think of this. I mean, I th- again, after what w- this nation has been through, a lot of people can agree that you know, looking at our elections wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, it's, Rachel, it's correct, really... correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I read a statistic yesterday that said that there were 2.8 million people that were registered to vote in two states. Did you read anything? I, I don't. I don't know which two states are you referring. No, to? I mean not not in two states. I'm saying that there are people that are registered in multiple states, like you know somebody oh, registered yeah, in New yeah, York yeah. and yeah, in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear about that um, every time an election comes up. I think that that we hear about that for sure. Like um, sometimes it may be a matter of someone's moved and and that not changed their voter registration or maybe registered and it's and and then in the other cases there may be nefarious purposes. Yeah. Um, and that's what the commission would sort out in a case like this, I think. Yeah. It's trying to figure out I mean who's who's double registered, who's if there is voter fraud, let's let's crack down on it. I think that that is, you know, the intent. At the same time there are concerns about, you know, privacy that that people are concerned about as well. Well, Rachel, thanks for joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay. Thanks for having me. Rachel Rachel. Sutherland, our Fox News reporter on AM Tampa Bay. I want to bring up something. I saw this story the other day, and I find it hard to believe, but uh, and this happened last Sunday. The Women's March Twitter account. I guess the Women's March is a new group like Black Lives Matter or uh, something like that, but uh, they celebrated the birthday of Asada Shakur, uh, a.k.a. convicted cop killer Joanne Chesimard, who was facing a life sentence before she fled to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shakur was a left-wing activist of the Black Liberation Army and in 1973 was involved in a shootout, which led to the death of of New Jersey State Trooper Warner Forrester. She was convicted of murder in 1977, escaped prison in 79, had political asylum in Cuba, 
uh, since arriving in 1984, currently on the FBI's most wanted list. And in the tweet, the Women's March called the 70-year-old domestic terrorist a revolutionary. And after criticism from a lot of people, the resistors at the Women's March organization didn't retreat. Instead, they posted a series of messages on Twitter claiming, among other things, that Shakur was a civil rights leader whose resistance tactics were different from ours. That does not mean that we do not respect her anti-sexism work. And then they rant about the ongoing history of government and right-wing attempts to criminalize and discredit political activists. My God, she shot and killed a cop and escaped jail, escaped prison and all that stuff. And as to the resistance tactics, uh, a, a short item in the New York Times in 2005 noted that Trooper Forrester was severely wounded in a gun battle before being executed by Mrs. Chesimard. And she was wanted for her involvement in several felonies, including bank robbery. And the Woman's March is celebrating her as a hero or a heroine? Sure. What is wrong with the Women's March? Man, Man, they ought to be run out of this country. You know who's behind those Women's March? Oh, I'm sure it's George Soros. George Soros money, man. He's Follow behind the money. everything. Follow the Why money. isn't this picked up by mainstream media? I, I saw this in two different places, and I checked it out. Uh, and apparently this is all true of this group called Women's March. They are a terrorist organization. Because it doesn't fit the narrative that the mainstream media wants to have about the Women's March. Oh, that's unbelievable. We're going to hear from Alan coming up here in six minutes. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to the newsroom and John Conrad. Thanks, Jack. Orenthal James Simpson scheduled to appear before a Nevada Board of Parole Commissioners via video conference from the Lovelock Correctional Center at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Experts say O.J. has been a model prisoner and has a good chance of becoming a free man after having served over eight years of a 9- to 33-year sentence after being convicted of armed robbery in 2008. Add another name to the list of victims of John Wayne Gacy. The Cook County, Illinois Sheriff's Office says 16-year-old James Byron Hackinson from Minnesota was killed by the serial killer in August of 1976. The teen's remains were found in Gacy's crawl space when he was arrested back in 1978. But the victim's identity had not been able to be confirmed until DNA testing. And a new Gallup poll shows 45% of adults say they have smoked pot. That's a big change from the late 1960s when only about 4% say they tried marijuana at least once. Meanwhile, 12% of those who took part in the survey say they currently smoke weed. That's about one in eight Americans. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler's been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. 
Top stories this morning. Hillsborough County commissioners vote to remove a Confederate monument from the grounds of the old courthouse. And more debris from homes fall into the Land Lake sinkhole as the edges of that hole cave in. Those stories and more coming up. Our Tampa Bay forecast from Storm Team 8 meteorologist Lee Spann. We do have a few showers possible along the beaches this morning. Inland communities have a 40% chance for those showers and thunderstorms. High 91, partly cloudy tonight, 78. 30% rain chance tomorrow, high 91. 79 degrees downtown Tampa for News Radio 970 WFLA. I'm John Conrad. For the RP Funding Traffic Network, right now we're up to speed on our area expressways. It's a great ride on I 75. It's about 14 minutes from State Road 56 into I 4. Looking good also on 275 and I-4 and on our area bridges. This traffic report is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. This month at participating Napa Auto Parts stores, the Napa Legend battery comes with a $15 prepaid Visa card by mail. So start every drive with a legend and save yourself some money with a Napa Legend battery. Daisy Ashton's Radio 970 WFLA. It's 625 on AM Tampa Bay. And if you want to join our conversation, call us at 800 800- 969-9352. By the way, the Rays lost last night, uh, 7-2 to the A's. And they are now 51-45 and 45 and two and a half games out in second place. Still, they won the series. Though. Yep, they took the series. Both of them on the West Coast, back-to-back. Yep. Yep. And they're going to be getting back home here. And I'm going to be at Saturday's game, and we're going to be giving away tickets to Sunday's game coming up here. Who they playing this off. weekend? Uh, they got Texas Rangers. Rangers coming in. That's town. good. That'll make it a home game. Nobody around here cares about the Rangers. I hate it when we play New York and Boston and a couple of other teams here. Pittsburgh, good Lord, forget about it. But uh, it makes them away games because all these Boston fans show up or the New York fans show up and they cheer for the opposing team. <laughs> Turns it into an away game. But for the Rangers, it'll be a home game. That's a good thing for sure. Hey, they got a veterans job fair that's taking place today. This is a great thing that's happening from 11 to 3, and it's going to be at Amelie Arena. Uh, and they're going to be trying to get jobs for veterans, which is a great thing. So if you're a veteran, uh, a military spouse, guardsman, reservist, anything associated with the military, and you need work or you're looking for work, This is a great opportunity, the Veterans Job Fair. And, again, it's happening from 11 to 3, and it'll be today at Amelie Arena. So, again, it's an opportunity for you. The Supreme Court has scheduled arguments in the closely watched legal fight over President Trump's travel ban for the second week of the court's new term starting in October. They have made an allotment to allow grandparents of... uh, of uh, immigrants to come into this country. Basically, though, they're letting the rest of the ban stand. Right. Uh, It will stand, except um, there were certain parts of it. Well, that part of it, they said, as far as if you have grandparents and you can come into the country, that was something that was part of the ban, but they'll have to take that out. This is something, I think we've had this before, I'm not sure, but it, uh, well, at the end of it, you'll see what it points to. A little girl was leaning into a lion's cage, and suddenly the lion grabs her by the collar of her jacket and tries to pull her inside to slaughter her, all under the eyes of her screaming parents. And a biker jumps off his Harley and runs to the cage, hits the lion square on the nose with a powerful punch, 
and whimpering from the pain, the lion jumps back, letting go of the girl, and the biker brings the girl to her terrified parents who thank him endlessly. And a reporter was watching the whole event, and he addressed the Harley rider, saying, Sir, this is the most gallant and bravest thing I've seen someone do in my whole life. And the Harley rider says, That eh, was nothing. The lion was behind bars. I just saw this little kid in danger and acted as, as if I felt right. And the reporter says, well, I'll make sure this won't go unnoticed. I'm a journalist, and tomorrow's paper is going to have this story on the front page. He says, what do you do for a living, and what's your political affiliation? And the biker says, well, I'm a U.S. Marine, a Republican. I voted for Trump. And the journalist leaves, and the following morning, the biker buys lunch. <laughs> and they say that pretty much sums up the media's approach to the news these days. That is true. I'd go along with that. Uh, but anyway, check out our website at 970wfla.com. We got some, what do you think is the best thing on there, Aaron? You've gone through all of that. I love when I see an alligator when I'm playing golf. So this big alligator on a golf course in Florida, we see a lot of them. Check oh, that yeah. out. I've, I've seen alligators on golf courses as well. What was his handicap? <laughs> You'll have to ask the guy's hand that he took. Yeah, limp. His handicap, very short legs. <laughs> but he was thick-skinned, so he could take all of the people making fun of him for sure. But the other thing, people trying alcohol for the first time. And you got a picture of a, a lady there that I would have thought she would have tried alcohol before that. She looks a little older. But anyway, check it out, 970wfla.com slash AMTB, and it's 630. When you need to know, News Radio 970 WFLA. Good morning, I'm Chris Trankman. Our top story at 630. The statue will be moved. In a reversal from a month ago, Hillsborough County commissioners voted to remove a Confederate soldier's monument from the front of the old county courthouse. In this second debate over the Confederate soldier's monument, there's Tom Skerritt. He's a Tampa attorney who's established a GoFundMe account to raise money to relocate the monument to a local cemetery. Where those who wish to visit and pay respect will have that option, while those who do not will not be forced to confront it every time they walk through the courthouse seeking justice. It's an offer that County Commissioner Sandra Merman couldn't refuse, addressing her financial concerns about moving the marble obelisk. With this, it changed my mind because that obstacle was not in the way. And it was enough to tip the scales on the issue. The statue relocation motion passed by a 4-2 to two vote with Ken Hagen and Stacy White voting against it. Sharon Parker, News Radio 970 WFLA. Sinkhole expands. That story ahead. First, let's get an update on the roads. Here's Daisy Ash. From Florida Central Auto Loans, traffic center south on 275 looks slow from Hillsborough Avenue to near the exit for I-4 where there's an accident in the right lane. Also, had some debris reported in the roadway southbound on I-75. A little bit south of State Road 674 near the Manatee-Hillsborough County border near the rest area. We're up to speed on I-4. It's about nine minutes from I-75 to 275. Quiet on our area bridges eastbound on the Howard Franklin Bridge. That's about eight minutes from Almerton to Kennedy. And the expressway's check and clear. Daisy Ashton's Radio 970 WFLA. Showers continue to push in off the Gulf of Mexico. A 40% chance today with a high of 91. It's 76 degrees at News Radio 970 WFLA. The process continues in Lando Lakes, where crews are monitoring the ground near that giant sinkhole, conducting radar tests and even more water testing. County Emergency Services Director Kevin Guthrie says the latest well testing shows no traces of E. coli, but he says there is some bacteria in the samples. There are some elements and materials in the water 
that are typically associated with wells, especially older wells. This is a older you know, community, established community, and uh, it's typically associated with wells that have not been cleaned out. That's what we believe is happening. Guthrie says the sinkhole expanded by 10 feet on Wednesday, so it's now 235 feet wide. There's erosion that could make the surrounding ground even more unstable. Well wishes from current and former political leaders to Arizona Senator John McCain, diagnosed with a malignant form of brain cancer. Arizona's other senator, Jeff Flake, spoke to McCain after his diagnosis. I just asked him how he was feeling today, and, and he said, I, I'm feeling okay. I, I just will need to get through some chemo. And, and then that's what, uh, what told me that uh, the diagnosis was in. Former President Obama calls McCain one of the bravest fighters he's ever known, saying that cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Many experts expect O.J. Simpson will be released from prison after he appears today before a parole hearing in Nevada. Simpson's now 70 years old and is serving time for an armed robbery and assault. Law professor Lori Levinson says the parole board is not supposed to consider his 1995 murder trial in which he was found not guilty. If he's not granted parole, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on this parole board. And they're going to say you treated him wrong or you treated him unfairly because he was O.J. Simpson was sentenced to 9 to 33 years in prison in 2008 after he used a gun while trying to recover some of his football memorabilia. The Congressional Budget Office is out with an estimate on health care again, this time weighing in on the proposal to repeal Obamacare without a replacement for the time being. It says 17 million would lose coverage next year, increasing to 27 million people without coverage by 2020 and 32 million people by 2027. The Rays didn't get a sweep in Oakland, falling 7-2 to end the series. The Rays lead the American League wildcard race. Today is a travel day. They're back at the Trop to host Texas tomorrow night. First pitch at 7:10. That game live on 6:20 WDAE. It's 6:34 at News Radio 970 WFLA. Weather's next. Good morning. It's AM Tampa Bay, bringing you everything from the Sturm and Drang to the Somniferous. Here at 6:41, it is our penultimate show of the week, a Thursday morning, and thank you for being on board here because it's time for us to talk about our second favorite subject, and that is food. And we've got the most beautiful converser on that, and that would be a conversant, I guess you should say, uh, Laura Riley, food critic for the Tampa Bay Times. And, Laura, I understand you took the cruise down to uh, Cuba. I did. I like that intro, too. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. The, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was one of the, the carnival cruises. You just get kind of, you dip your toe in the water of Cuba, kind of, you know, spend the afternoon and uh, can figure out whether it seems like the place for you. So it was lovely. It really was. Uh, a lot of fixer-upper buildings, but we, we did eat some good food and smoked some cigars and had a little rum. Uh, so the, you, you the- ate on the island and everything, huh? Yeah, we did. Okay, but uh, how about on the boat? We thought the food was lousy. Yeah, it was, but there was a lot of it. You got to admit. Oh well, yeah, all you want, you can eat as much as you want, but uh, it was pretty lousy. Yeah, yeah, not not the highlight, definitely. Better right. mini golf than the food. Yeah, but other than that, it was interesting to see. Would you eat in Cuba? Well, beans, rice, uh, kind of stewed chicken, pork, tostones. Uh, flan, kind of hit all the highlights. Oh, flan! I'd like to found a flan place. I'd have 
tried some of the food if I'd uh, found out. We did get cigars and rum. <laughs> did you Did you bring back cigars? Yeah. I was going to mention he brought back cigars. I was going to tell him afterwards and thank him. I tried the cigar when I played golf. Oh, that is a good cigar. What did you get, Cohibas or something? something I, I'm not fancy? sure what it was. It was a Cuban cigar, and it felt right. It was a Cuban off-brand. Ah. Yeah, we went into that park hotel or whatever the thing was called down in the old old town and there was a place in there that sold them had all kinds of cuban cigars and that's where we bought a bunch of them but uh none of well i guess jackson might smoke cigars i don't know i'm not a cigar smoker but anyway let's talk about what's happening around here food wise that people are going to be able to get to well so this week i i reviewed the new crabby's dockside that huge edifice right it as you're kind of entering Clearwater Beach from Clearwater downtown. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's it's mostly the same people as before, but the Loader family is kind of they've, they've parted ways with the rest of the ownership of the Clearwater Beach Crabbies. Um, so it's it's a similar menu from the old Crabby Bills, but it's a much different space and and it's kind of a, it's neat. It's three different levels and the the middle level is indoors air conditioned but still nice views and then the top is open air but with a roof over it um and then the bottom level you can sit out under umbrellas and and that kind of thing either either way you're going to have to watch your you know there's some marauding pigeons and and uh you know gulls and whatnot that'll (laughs) snatch your french fries so you got to be a little vigilant but the, the food was pretty darn good i mean it was a lot of grouper and you know kind of bucket seafood bucket so that you're just kind of using your hands and the beardy crab and the the uh you know the, those the red shrimp um so a lot of good stuff there i understand also you've got the chef showdown coming up again at the epicurean yeah well i, I was a judge on that i think last year and and this year my boss is doing it but uh it's a real fun thing and kind of in the you know in the spirit of friendship i think it most of these guys it's a lot of the chefs from Mise en Place and Rooster in the Till and and the Refinery and those kinds of restaurants. So kind of our better our better restaurants. Um, and a chef from each place goes. The the, the winning chef goes on to the next round. Um, and you can sit in the audience and and taste kind of versions of the, of what they're doing um, in the in the exhibition kitchen there. Um, no, it's a real fun time and and it raises money for. Uh, Feed America or Feed America Tampa Bay. I guess it's called. Is it called Feed Tampa Bay now, or is it Feed America Tampa Bay? I think it's uh, Feed Feeding Tampa Bay. Feeding. Okay, yeah. I think they changed their name just this past year. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a great. I mean, I've been out to that operation and seen what they do there. It is amazing how yeah, they. Yeah, we had a young woman that used to work with us here that went out there and and took over that or became part of that uh, a few years ago. Well, it's, it's a tremendous operation. I did a, a day of drive-along with one of the drivers, so did all the pickups at the back of the different grocery stores and then took it back to the, the center and then saw all the food kind of repackaged and disseminated. It's it's quite an operation, so it's it's kind of fun if you can do something entertaining and, and benefit them. I see we've got Ava, Armani's, local market, local market with uh, farm table kitchen. So good. The mill, mise en place. Uh, Noble Crust, Park Shore Grill, and Rooster and the Till. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great lineup. I mean, and and I don't know. It, often it's not their number one guy in the kitchen who's doing this because you know you got to leave someone back at the ranch. But uh, 
often it's kind of the sous chefs or the the kind of number two. And, you know, they give them a goofy ingredient that that you're just like, oh, gosh, what on earth are they going to do with, you know, Pop Rocks or, or, you know. It's like one of the shoes. It's like like Chopped or one of the shows from the Food Network. I know Jeff Philbin's going to be there. He's on MasterChef. He's one of the judges. He's a good guy, local guy. You don't have Patches Place hidden in there. Son of a gun. (laughs) I don't understand it. Maybe not this round. I am shocked. That's terrible. Ava, Locale Market, though, Misan Plus, these are really good places. The Mill. Yeah. I'll never know how you do it, though. Here's a young woman. I mean, you don't see her in the paper at all, but if you see her in person, you'll say, that woman doesn't sit around and eat for a living. Good grief. (laughs) What a shock it was the first time we saw her. I know. You're expecting to see somebody that looks like they eat a lot of food. We're all taking bets. I bet you she's chunky. (laughs) And then she shows up, and we're all like, wow. Thin, (laughs) well-proportioned young lady. Do you have any tattoos? Because I saw you did a story on chefs and their ink. I do not. And not only do I not have any tattoos, I have no piercings, not oh. even my ears. So hmm. I guess I'm waiting for the right opportunity. Even I got my ear pierced so. in college. You I, did? I just admitted that on the air. Oh, my oh, heavens. So are you still wearing them or no. did you let them clip? No. Long gone. That was a one-year <laughs> experiment gone wrong. I had an ear pierced years ago. My oh, left you ear. did? My left ear, yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember All right, Jack, did. you got to admit something. Yeah, I haven't. No, well, I, stuff I admit here we can't put on the ear. You don't want to know right. where that tattoo don't, is, Laura. Don't even start Jeff. He'll do something here. I pierced a kidney one time. <laughs> 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 well, Laura, thanks for joining us on AM Tampa Bay. As always, it's great to have you on board here. Have a good all one, right, Laura. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye now. Laura Riley, food critic for the Tampa Bay Times. You will find her there. Coming up in six minutes, chance for you to win tickets to see the Rays in action this weekend, Sunday. Uh, so if you want to play, give us a call at 800-969-9352 as we go to the newsroom and John Conrad. Yesterday's Supreme Court decision on President Trump's travel ban allows the government to enforce most current restrictions, but expands entry to grandparents and other relatives until the case is heard on appeal. The ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco should hear the Hawaii case soon. The Supreme Court will take up the validity of the entire travel ban when it reconvenes in October. United Airlines Chief Executive Officer Oscar Munoz says the number of passengers bumped from flights are down 85 percent over the past few months. The airlines pledged to make a major policy change after the fallout over video of a Kentucky doctor being dragged off a plane last spring. 40% of alcohol beverage drinkers in the U.S. would rather drink a beer than wine or liquor. The Gallup poll result says that when it comes to who would rather pop a cold one, men or women, 62% of men say they would rather drink a beer compared to 19% of the women. The poll also pointed out that 6 out of 10 Americans drink alcoholic beverages. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler has been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. 
Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Top stories we have for you this morning. Doctors are discussing treatment options with John McCain after the 80-year-old Arizona senator was diagnosed with brain cancer. And in an interview with the New York Times, President Trump says if he knew that Jeff Sessions would recuse himself from the investigation into Russia's meddling in the election, he never would have appointed him the AG. Those stories and more coming up. The Tampa Bay forecast showers along the coast this morning. A 40% chance for inland communities this afternoon. High 91. Overnight, 78 under partly cloudy skies. Rain chance goes down Friday. 30% rain chance tomorrow. The high 91. It's 79 degrees in downtown Tampa. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. Florida Central Auto Launch Traffic Center, southbound 275, slows from Fowler Avenue to near Hillsborough Avenue with a crash in the median, and another wreck off to the side, southbound on 275 near the exit for I-4. Westbound I-4 slows from the Selman Connector to 275, and this traffic report is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. It's that time of year when a scorching hot day can pop out of nowhere, so the folks at Napa Auto Parts would like to remind you that if you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, you can also fry your car battery. Head to Napa, where they'll help keep your car running longer, stronger. That's Napa Know How. Daisy Ashton, Radio 970 WFLS. Rack your brain. Brought to you by Crown Eurocar. All right, three categories the Fab Four, he's Hollywood Two, and who is that man? If you want to play 800 969 WFLA, that's 800 969 9352. Jay kicks it off. Jay, the Fab Four, he's Hollywood Two. Or who is that man? Jay? Jay? Let's go to Brandon. Brandon, you're on Rack Your Brain. The Fab Four, he's Hollywood too. Who is that man? He's Hollywood too. He's Hollywood too. He is casting real soldiers in his next movie. George Clooney. No. Let's go to Brendan. Brendan, you're on Rack Your Brain. The Fab Four. He's Hollywood, too, or who is that man? Who is that man? That happens to be our Daily Double. Winnie the Pooh was banned in China because he's being compared to who? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. All right, let's go to Linda. Linda, you're on Rack Your Brains. The Fab Four, he's Hollywood, too. Who is that man? Linda? Hello, Linda. Let's try Charles. Charles, you're on Rack Your Brain. Fab Four, he's Hollywood, too. Who is that man? Let's do uh, for President Chief or Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is correct. That is correct, man. You got it right. It's seven That's coming up on seven twenty-five on AM Tampa Bay. I got to give a shout out to a bunch a couple of people that came to, to see the, uh, the Rays and the Rangers at Trop signing. The Trop uh, Sunday my wife and last night. Kids under, uh, and let's under. see. We had a Chris Archer, Zolt Lover, who's a listener. These are all the listeners. Cancer Center and let's see. You get the Cuban and Cracker T-shirt because it was the Daily Double. What's the phrase that pays? Roberta WFLA. Uh, all day, my wife wrote this and I can't read it. Kelly? Uh, well, she was there with her dog. 
I don't know if the dog's name was George or if her last name was George. I can't figure that out. But it was Roberta there with her dog. And Scott Colony was there. And, of course, Jeff Adams was there, who's the chronicler of 970 WFLA's AM Tampa Bay. Just coming our 25th anniversary. Yeah, he sent me that information. I was planning to get it on the air here this morning, too. Worse, the two of them conversed only using a Russian translator, Putin's translator. The translator uh, and with Marilyn President Hulsey, Trump spoke Japanese, came so he did not with, participate. Uh, Bottom line, here about only Robert Trump e. Lee. I think and this two Russians know what was said Peele, but in this previously undisclosed e. encounter. And the was, are not talking. Before he commanded Ian the Confederacy, Brevin, who heads up he something called the Eurasia Group, says that Trump got up from his seat halfway through dinner and spent about an hour his hand talking against privately his and enemies with Putin. Home. According and to this Bremer guy, Trump not having his own translator present is a breach of national security protocol. And there's even more evidence. The where the, the conversation North. took place and, was supposed uh, to last between 8.30 anyway, I mean, and 10 p.m., but Trump showed up at 7 there, p.m., he and he didn't leave until a few minutes before midnight. Did now, anybody can connect the dots here. The it's undeniable the proof that they were Trump and Putin they colluded. For they colluded like to have a conversation with honorable men for And this isn't from CNN, so it's not fake news. So unless you were in the upper class or upper middle class, you didn't have slaves. What do you think they colluded to do this time? i got this here. Rory Westland, our old buddy here, and sent me information saying the same thing, that Robert E. Lee protected his slaves, kept them from going to, if he had turned them loose, Somebody else would have gotten him and treated him much worse than he did. So, anyway, but it was great seeing the folks last night, and we had a nice long two-hour conversation there. But this note uh, from Steve Osher, and this is he sent a picture of a sign uh, in front of a, a restaurant in Chicago. What does it say, the uh, sign? It says, notice, and it's got a big uh, ketchup bottle with the circle and the line through it. It is considered bad members, bad manners and harmful to your taste buds to put ketchup on your hot dog within the city limits of Chicago. <laughs> there you have it. Screw all of you guys. I had my hot dog yesterday with a ketchup, and I went yesterday to uh, downtown and had another hot dog. And guess what, guys? I put ketchup on that damn thing, and it was delicious. You're not supposed to. That's wrong. Well, that was later, Jeff. That is sinful. I like uh, I like a hot dog with uh, ketchup on it from time to time. <laughs> What's I, oh, What man. is sinful about it? It's the way I like it. It gives it a I little like, tomato base. I like ketchup, period, you know? Oh, I love ketchup. Yeah. But not on a hot dog. A transgender woman's photo with Texas Governor Greg Abbott is going viral as the state lawmakers debate a bill that would determine which bathrooms transgender people can use. The woman, Ashley Smith, posed with the governor for the photo at a campaign event Friday. She posted it Saturday with a caption, How will the potty police know I'm transgender if the governor does it? Smith told CNN that the photo shows that Sometimes it's not really apparent who's transgender, who transgender people are. Then you're good to go. Go to the bathroom wherever you want. In the ladies, if you look like a lady, go to the ladies' room. Or if you feel like one. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> there are some transition men to women that look like women. If that's the case, use the well, women's if you've bathroom. you've got the equipment, yeah. Yeah, if you've done the surgery. 
being nervous and embarrassed about my upcoming colonoscopy on a recommendation, I decided to have it done while visiting friends in San Francisco. Story somebody sent me where the beautiful nurses are allegedly more gentle and accommodating. And as I lay on my side on the table, the gorgeous nurse began my procedure. And don't worry, at this stage of the procedure, it's quite normal to get an erection, the nurse told me. And I replied, I haven't gotten an erection. And the nurse said, yeah, but I have. (laughs) And that's why you don't want to get a colonoscopy in San Francisco, they say. So we'll let it go at that. By the way, did I mention Steve Osher is the one that sent that condemnation of you eating ketchup on your hot dogs? Can't do it in Chicago. It's 7.30 on AM Tampa Bay. When you need to know. News Radio 970 WFLA. Good morning. I'm Chris Trankman. Our top story at 7.30. Arizona Senator John McCain is diagnosed with a malignant form of brain cancer. His family is saying that they are weighing their options to deal with what is in a very aggressive form of brain cancer. A few days ago, we learned that John McCain had a blood clot removed and there had been a mass that they were checking on. Uh, We are now learning it was, in fact, uh, cancerous. There are leaders in both parties who are really stepping out and saying that this is an American hero that they want to rally around as he deals with this fight. Former President Barack Obama sending out a tweet saying, John McCain is an American hero and one of the bravest fighters I've ever known. Cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Give it hell, John. Reporter Ed Henry. McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, calls her father the toughest person she knows and a warrior. President Trump says he and the First Lady sending thoughts and prayers to McCain and his family. Commissioners vote to remove statue. That story ahead. First, let's update the roads. Here's Daisy Ash. From the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center, southbound 275 is looking slow from Fowler Avenue to near I-4 with an accident all off to the side. And northbound 275 slows from mid-Savannah, the eastbound Howard Franklin Bridge into Memorial. On westbound I-4, we have heavy traffic from Thanota Sasser Road to McIntosh from Orient to Dr. King. And we're very slow from the Selman Connector into 275. Have an accident reported on US 301 at Big Bend and heavy traffic southbound on I-75 from Fowler into I-4. Daisy Ashton's Radio 970 WFLN. A hot day with a high of 91 and a 40% chance of thunderstorms. It's 77 degrees at News Radio 970 WFLA. News is a service of the Duncan Duo. Nearly a month after Hillsborough County commissioners voted to keep a Confederate soldier's monument in front of the old county courthouse, they reversed their vote. Commissioner Sandra Merman flipped, which means the monument will be taken down and transferred to a local cemetery in Brandon. I do not and will not call it a removal. I will call it a relocation because I think that is respectful um, to both sides. The monument has to be removed within 60 days. Tampa police went to a shopping center at 40th Street and Bush Boulevard last night and found two young men, ages 18 and 19, with gunshot wounds. Both were taken to local hospitals, both expected to survive. In Land O'Lakes, that big sinkhole which swallowed two homes last week is now eroding, and it widened by another 10 feet on Wednesday. Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says grass, dirt, and even a hot tub has slipped into the hole. That's because water levels in the sinkhole have gone down, 
causing the sides to fall in. The sand underneath cannot support the grass and the uh, the weight of you know obviously the earth and the and the houses there. So what's happening is as the water table goes down, that sand gives way to the soil, it gives way to the grass, gives way to potentially portions of these houses. Guthrie says a couple of nearby homeowners have been told to be ready to evacuate if necessary. Meantime, engineers are using ground penetrating radar to check the soil and water testing continues. Florida is one of 16 states affected by an outbreak of salmonella. The Centers for Disease Control says since March, 24 people have been infected with a strain of salmonella found in microbiology labs. Six were hospitalized, but no deaths reported. The infections occurred in college, commercial, and clinical laboratories, and the affected people ranged in infancy all the way to age 57. Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn is considering a plan that hasn't been done since the first George Bush was president, raising taxes. Buckhorn's expected to propose a budget for 2018 that will raise the millage rate for the first time since 1989. The rate's currently at 5.7 mills. That equals about $600 in taxes a year for a $150,000 home. Buckhorn won't say how much he wants to raise property taxes. A Tallahassee judge tells State Attorney General Pam Bondi that she has 60 days to gather evidence and testimony to defend a 2015 state law mandating a 24-hour waiting period for women seeking abortions. The judge chided one of Bondi's deputies for not being ready to answer challenges to the law. It's 734 at News Radio 970 WFLA. Weather is next. Good morning. It's E E M Tampa Bay. <laughs> I was looking at something else here. A M Tampa Bay. I think we'll go with that. Uh, I don't and, know. I like the sound of E M Tampa Bay. But... Yeah, we're ready to uh, take any information emergencies under control here. <laughs> uh, emergency management of information. Something like that. Anyway, it's uh, time for our Friday funnies in spite of the fact that it's Thursday and we got Philippe Esparza in town here at the Tampa Improv. And thanks for joining us on AM Tampa Bay. And I understand you're about to do an HBO special. Yes, um, I, I have a new HBO special, my first ever HBO special. It'll be out um, September 30. It's titled um, Translate This. <laughs> to translate this. <laughs> yeah, because um, as a, as a, growing up as a kid, my mom and dad, they worked all day. They never had time to learn how to speak English. So I would do everything for them. One time the teacher told me, Felipe, you're failing math. I said, you don't know me. That's not my mom and dad's taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. How'd you get the HBO special? Because it's your first one. Congratulations, by the um, way, Felipe. Thank you. Um, my my, um, my wife, my business manager, we, we paid for it ourselves. We we, uh, we hired a crew. We got the the San Jose Improv that the weekend I was there, and we recorded it. We did um we filmed two shows Friday and Saturday, and then uh, we tried to my agent tried to pitch it to um, Netflix, Amazon, anywhere, and then HBO the one that said yes we love it we'll buy it, and um they're gonna show my little commercial of the special when George Lopez airs his special August fifth. What's Which, making people laugh out on the uh, concert uh, tour? Um my jokes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I give us an example. Give I talk about example. um, you know, like um, 
I grew up in a gated community. The windows were gated. The back door was gated. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke, too. That's true. Yeah, like one time this girl told me, uh, Felipe Esparza, you know, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the most good-looking guy in the world, but I'm not the ugliest guy either, you know? You know, women never look at me and say, man, if I only had that fat guy on my top of me, it'd be over. <laughs> and it will be over. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, I, I can never meet a woman while she's still beautiful, you know what I mean? I can never meet a, a, a woman while she's still stripping at a strip bar. I gotta wait till she retires, you know? She's a bouncer there. <laughs> like, you feel more comfortable that yeah. way? Like, you have better chances? Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, my friend. I'm like a seasonal man, you know? I'm the kind of man you sleep with, not on Valentine's Day, on President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't sleep with me on Christmas, you sleep with me on Kwanzaa. I'm the guy you hide in a cupboard. <laughs> what was that Beatles song? I'm your back door man. Yeah. <laughs> you ever get involved talking about politics these days? Oh, yeah, man. I have a joke where I say that two point. I read the news. They say that 2.5 million illegals came over. How are we going to stop this? It's very simple. You got to stop them while you're counting them coming in. <laughs> you do what now? You got you to gotta stop them while you're counting them coming in. <laughs> while you're counting them coming in. 2.5 million. We're going to break that record next year. <laughs> I'm going to come in well, two times amazing. a day. How do they know there's 2.5 I know. million? How do they know? stop them from coming in. <laughs> so, oh, here comes another bunch. One, two, three, four. Okay, that's uh, 50. And <laughs> I think we're going to stop immigration. We start a rumor, man. Everybody in America starts this rumor. There's no more jobs. That'll job, do it. The job went back to Mexico. Then when they get here, the job went where? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go back. We gotta go back. <laughs> they went to Mexico. So you live in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. Yeah, so you got a Dodgers yeah. t-shirt on. Playing well. Yeah, man. It's a, the Dodgers haven't won a, uh, a, a, a they haven't won a, a World Series since I graduated high school, in 1988. Hmm. I'm getting older. Right? I'm getting older. I used to go to Mexico to party. Now I go there for the medicine. <laughs> I, 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 got a, um, I live in California, so I have a, they have a dispensary there now. I have a, mar a marijuana license, so I could legally be high. You can. Or, yeah. And it's funny, like, anybody could get a driver li a license. Like, one of the wheeziest marijuana lights you could get in the world in California. You could just go in and go, what happened? Man, my eyelids hurt. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Write the script. You need some cush for that. Yes. You need some sativa. Now it's not. Le it's only medically legal, right? It's yeah, not medical. Now I I don't get in Colorado. I don't know if you've been out there. If you have a medical, are you like you can't drive on it, right? No, no, no. That's the, still a DUI. They treat it like alcohol. But um, there's two types in Colorado. There's recreational and medicinal. And recreational is like ten dollars more, but um, when you buy our marijuana in Colorado, they add a twenty percent tax on it. Got to make the money. Ooh. Yeah. So man. man, I went back to. I, I remember I used to buy drugs the old the old fashioned way. You know, I would give my money to a stranger and hopefully he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun, right? You never know if you're going to see him again. I used to be a horrible person. You know, I used to sell marijuana to my son's mom's husband. Then I would take his money and give it to her child support. <laughs> <laughs> that was my 420 pyramid scheme. <laughs> that seems to work. That seems to work, my lord. Yeah, yeah I've been, um, I've been, but actually, I've been. I stopped drinking like in 2009. Oh, so, so I'm not all sober, but I just don't drink no more because 
Because drinking will lead to other stuff. Like, I don't really like cocaine. I like the way it smells. <laughs> <laughs> Can well, you smell cocaine from a distance? Yeah. With a long straw. <laughs> a pixie straw. When I went to the ATM, the $20 would come out rolled up. <laughs> that ATM knew you pretty well, Felipe. It says sauce. Felipe Esparza is going to be at the Tampa Improv in Ybor City, and that's in Central Ybor there. And he'll be there tonight at 8, Friday night, tomorrow night, 8 and 1030 Saturday at 7.30 and 10, and Sunday at 7. Yeah, they're working your ass off. Oh, they sure week. are. They're, they're getting a lot back. out of you, and you got to be 21 and older to enter, except on Friday at 10.30, and that's 18 and older. And you go to improvtampa.com to get your tickets and everything. And you got that uh, podcast, What's Up, Fool, right? What's up, Fool? We'll have to podcast. check that out. Yeah, we're doing great, man. We finally got advertisers. Well, that's, that that's always up. really yeah. great. We had an advertiser, little ones, you know, they paid us. Oh. And then we, we got paid to promote that show on Showtime. I'm, I'm dying up here. Good show. A couple of my friends are in good it. Show. Eric Griffin, oh. El Madrigal. Really good. Hey, thanks you gotta, for stopping by here. We got to go to the Storm Team 8 Weather Center. Meteorologist Lee Spann. And Lee, we went from three below normal Tuesday to three above normal yesterday. And I guess when you average them, you get normal. That's how you get normal, right? It's, it's not necessarily you're supposed to be at one number all the time. It's that you're either high or below it, uh, depending on the day, and that's why it kind of averages out. And today we're not going to be uh, too far from the average. I'm expecting right around 91. But the same general weather pattern where, you know, the storms start a little earlier and they start near the coast and then spread inland. About a 40% chance today. However, I do bring the rain chances down to 30% through the weekend, so that'll be a little bit better news for some of the outdoor plans. Oh, that's great news for the weekend. Yeah. All right, we will take it and enjoy the weekend coming up. It's 18 after 7 and go to the newsroom and John Conrad. A robbery suspect in the hospital recovering from a shotgun blast. His alleged cohorts all in jail. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office says 21-year-old Sean Nathan Young of Bradenton and three men from Sarasota... They set out to rob a store at a 17th Street shopping center the other night. While two men waited in the car, Young and another man walked in with guns, masks over their faces. But they weren't expecting for one of the employees to pull out a shotgun and fire off three rounds. One hit Young, but both men managed to get away, but not for long. One left his gun and a trail of blood. Young later showed up at the emergency room. Deputies were called. They met with him and the three other suspects. They all admitted their involvement, all four men charged with felony armed robbery. The newest stretch of the Pinellas Trail opens today. It's a five-mile section. The extension will go all the way up to Pasco County line, eventually will connect up with the Suncoast Trail in Hernando County. The plan is for the trail to be part of a west coast to east coast pathway. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler's been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick 
in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Top story, Senator John McCain diagnosed with an aggressive type of brain cancer and Hillsborough County Commissioners Think Twice decide to move that Confederate monument from the old county courthouse to a private cemetery in Brandon. Those stories and more coming up. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. An RP funding traffic network southbound 275 slows from Fowler to near I-4 with an accident off to the side. Westbound I-4 has heavy traffic from Thanota Sasser Road to Forbes Road and from the Selman Connector to 275. And there's a crash on US 301 at Big Bend. This traffic report is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. It's that time of year when a scorching hot day can pop out of nowhere. So the folks at Napa Auto Parts would like to remind you that if you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, you can also fry your car battery. Head to Napa where they'll keep your car running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Daisy Ash, News Radio 970 WFLA. It's 7, coming up on 725 on AM Tampa Bay. i got to give a shout-out to a bunch of people that came to the uh, book signing for my wife last night. Uh, let's see, we had Zolt Lover, who's a listener. These are all listeners. And uh, let's see. Uh, let me get this right. Roberta, uh, my wife wrote this, and I can't read it. Kelly? Uh, well, she was there with her dog. I don't know if the dog's name was George or if her last name's George. I can't figure that out. But it was Roberta there with her dog. And Scott Colony was there. And, of course, Jeff Adams was there, who's the chronicler of uh, 970 WFLA's AM Tampa Bay. Did you ask him when our 25th anniversary is? Yeah, he's, he sent me that information. I was planning to get it on the air here this morning, too. I got it here somewhere. Uh, but it's not for another year and a half or little more. Uh, and Marilyn Halsey, who came with uh, the thing here about Robert E. Lee. I think this is written by Norman Vincent Peale, but talking about Robert E. Lee, who was, before he commanded the Confederacy, he condemned slavery, freed his own slaves, opposed secession, but couldn't raise his hand against his relatives, his children, and his home. And when he surrendered to Grant, he did so without anger, and then he went home, head high, to be received with cheers, and declared that he had never held bitter or vindictive feelings against the people of the North. And uh, anyway, I mean, this guy didn't want to be there, but he fought for his country, as did the people who were honored by the statue in front of the courthouse. They were not slaveholders. They fought for their country like Robert E. Lee did. They well, were slaves, honorable men for the most part. Slaves were very expensive. So yeah. unless you were in the upper class or upper middle class, you didn't have slaves. Yeah, and basically, um, I've got this here. Uh, Rory Westland, our, my old buddy here, and uh, sent me information saying the same thing, that Robert E. Lee protected his slaves, kept them from going to – if he had turned them loose – Somebody else would have gotten him and treated him much worse than he did. So, anyway, but it was great seeing the folks last night, and we had a nice long two-hour conversation there. But this note uh, from Steve Osher, and this is he sent a picture of a sign uh, in front of a, a restaurant in Chicago. What is they, the uh, sign? It says notice, and it's got a big uh, ketchup bottle with the circle and the line through it. It is considered bad members, bad manners, and harmful to your taste buds to put ketchup on your hot dog within the city limits of Chicago. 
There you have it. Screw all of you guys. I had my hot dog yesterday with a ketchup, and I went yesterday to uh, downtown and had another hot dog. And guess what, guys? I put ketchup on that damn thing, and it was delicious. You're not supposed to. That's wrong. Well, that was later, Jeff. That is sinful. I like uh, I like a hot dog with uh, ketchup on it from time to time. <laughs> What's I mean, oh, what man. is sinful about it? It's the way I like it. It gives it a I little like, tomato base. I like ketchup. Period. You know. Oh, I love ketchup. Yeah, but not on a hot dog. A transgender woman's photo with Texas Governor Greg Abbott is going viral as the state lawmakers debate a bill that would determine which bathrooms transgender people can use. The woman, Ashley Smith posed with the governor for the photo at a campaign event Friday. She posted it Saturday with a caption, How will the potty police know I'm transgender if the governor does it? Smith told CNN that the photo shows that sometimes it's not really apparent who's transgender or who transgender people are. Then you're good to go. Go to the bathroom wherever you want. In the ladies, If you look like a lady, go to the ladies' room. Or if you feel like one. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> there are some transition w- men to women that look like women. If that's the case, use the well, women's if you've bathroom. you've got the equipment, yeah. Yeah, if you've done the surgery. Being nervous and embarrassed about my upcoming colonoscopy on a recommendation, I decided to have it done while visiting friends in San Francisco. Story somebody sent me where the beautiful nurses are allegedly more gentle and accommodating. And as I lay on my side on the table, the gorgeous nurse began my procedure. And don't worry, at this stage of the procedure, it's quite normal to get an erection, the nurse told me. And I replied, I haven't got an erection. And the nurse said, yeah, but I have. <laughs> and that's why you don't want to get a colonoscopy in San Francisco, they say. So we'll let it go at that. By the way, did I mention Steve Osher is the one that sent that condemnation of you eating ketchup on your hot dogs can't do it in chicago it's 7 30 on am tampa bay when you need to know news radio 970 wfla good morning i'm chris trankman our top story at 7 30 arizona senator john mccain is diagnosed with a malignant form of brain cancer his family is saying that they are weighing their options to deal with what is a, in a very aggressive form of brain cancer a few days ago we learned that john mccain had a blood clot removed and there had been a mass that they were checking on uh, we are now learning it was in fact uh, cancerous there are leaders in both parties who are really stepping out and saying that this is an American hero, that they want to rally around as he deals with this fight. Former President Barack Obama sending out a tweet saying, John McCain is an American hero and one of the bravest fighters I've ever known. Cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Give it hell, John. Reporter Ed Henry. McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, calls her father the toughest person she knows and a warrior. President Trump says he and the First Lady sending thoughts and prayers to McCain and his family. Commissioners vote to remove statue. That story ahead. First, let's update the roads. Here's Daisy Ash. From the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center, southbound 275 is looking slow from Fowler Avenue to near I-4 with an accident all off to the side. And northbound 275 slows from mid-span of the eastbound Howard Franklin Bridge into Memorial. On westbound I-4, we have heavy traffic from Thanoda, Sasser Road to McIntosh, from Orient to Dr. King, and we're very slow from the Selman Connector into 275. Have an accident reported on U.S. 301 at Big Bend and heavy traffic southbound on I-75 from Fowler into I-4. Daisy Ashton's Radio 970 WFLA. 
a hot day with a high of 91 and a 40% chance of thunderstorms. It's 77 degrees at News Radio 970 WFLA. News is a service of the Duncan Duo. Nearly a month after Hillsborough County commissioners voted to keep a Confederate soldier's monument in front of the old county courthouse, they reversed their vote. Commissioner Sandra Merman flipped, which means the monument will be taken down and transferred to a local cemetery in Brandon. I do not and will not call it a removal. I will call it a relocation because I think that is respectful um, to both sides. The monument has to be removed within 60 days. Tampa police went to a shopping center at 40th Street and Bush Boulevard last night and found two young men, ages 18 and 19, with gunshot wounds. Both were taken to local hospitals, both expected to survive. In Land Lakes, that big sinkhole which swallowed two homes last week is now eroding, and it widened by another 10 feet on Wednesday. Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says grass, dirt, and even a hot tub has slipped into the hole. That's because water levels in the sinkhole have gone down, causing the sides to fall in. The sand underneath cannot support the grass and the, uh, the weight of, you know, obviously the earth and the, and the houses there. So what's happening is as the water table goes down, that sand gives way to the soil, it gives way to the grass, gives way to potentially portions of these houses. Guthrie says a couple of nearby homeowners have been told to be ready to evacuate if necessary. Meantime, engineers are using ground-penetrating radar to check the soil, and water testing continues. Florida is one of 16 states affected by an outbreak of salmonella. The Centers for Disease Control says since March, 24 people have been infected with a strain of salmonella found in microbiology labs. Six were hospitalized, but no deaths reported. The infections occurred in college, commercial, and clinical laboratories, and the affected people ranged in infancy all the way to age 57. Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn is considering a plan that hasn't been done since the first George Bush was president, raising taxes. Buckhorn's expected to propose a budget for 2018 that will raise the millage rate for the first time since 1989. The rate's currently at 5.7 mills. That equals about $600 in taxes a year for a $150,000 home. Buckhorn won't say how much he wants to raise property taxes. A Tallahassee judge tells State Attorney General Pam Bondi that she has 60 days to gather evidence and testimony to defend a 2015 state law mandating a 24-hour waiting period for women seeking abortions. The judge chided one of Bondi's deputies for not being ready to answer challenges to the law. It's 7:34 at News Radio 970 WFLA. Weather is next. AM Tampa Bay with a salmagundi of information and entertainment for you here at 7:40. And uh, before we go to our guest, go to Jude who's got a comment to make here. And what is your thought, Jude? Yeah. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I've been thinking about the removal, uh, not the politically correct replacement of the Confederate monument. And we took they took a vote a month ago, got an answer, and then they waited a month, had a lot of noise from people, took another vote, now they changed it. Why don't we just wait another month, take another vote? Hey, that's a good idea. Might change it back again. Who knows? Although they might be losing more votes, possibility. Anyway, um, we've got this issue of the Commission on Voter Fraud. And they're getting a lot of pushback from some of the states, including state of Florida, that's only given up partial information. John Malcolm, policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation, joins us right now. And, John, I think you people are involved in 
helping this commission try to do its work. Is that right? Well, yes. So my my longtime friend and colleague, Hans von Spakovsky, is one of the 10 members of this Voter Integrity Commission. And actually, you know, Hans has been writing about voter fraud and and problems with uh, the integrity of our election processes in various states for years. So a couple of years ago, we in the Mies Center at the Heritage Foundation uh, said, well, the left is saying that voter fraud is a myth. Let's look for documented instances of voter fraud. And what I mean by documented instances, I mean people who have actually been convicted or where a judge has overturned an election or where an election commission has found somebody to be guilty and imposed a civil fine. And we're just doing this you know, looking for newspapers and, and, and credible sources. Uh, we don't have access to you know, backroom data. And we've already come up with over you know, close to 1,100 instances of voter fraud uh, in, uh, in 47 states. About not quite 1,000 of those are actual criminal uh, convictions. And you know, we suspect that there's a lot more uh, out there, not only in terms of convictions, but given the ease with which voter fraud can be committed and the lack of interest in prosecuting people, if you could even catch them uh, after an election is over, uh, we suspect that this is you know, just a lot more voter fraud occurs than it actually gets caught and prosecuted. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, you know, what really caught my eye was an elected, a Democratic elected official who was just busted recently for having voted, what, eight times for Obama? Well, look, this is a bipartisan problem. I mean, whatever the, the politics... Politics obviously very, very powerful. Elected officials making incredible decisions at the state, federal, and local level. And there are lots of dollars and, and, and interests at stake. And we have competitive elections, and there are some people who will say, you know, I don't like the odds of my view prevailing. I think I'll try to stack the deck by cheating. Uh, and those incentives exist for both Democrats and Republicans to, you know, win the old-fashioned way by buying it and cheating it, rather than uh, actually persuading a majority of the eligible voters uh, that their way to go is the right way to go. And of course, every every vote that is cast by an ineligible voter uh, negates the vote by an eligible by an eligible voter, effectively disfran- disenfranchising uh, an eligible voter. Yeah. That- that is the bane of our democracy, really, when you have voter fraud. And people say there isn't any voter fraud. And you think, well, that's why it's fraud, because it's concealed from the general public. They aren't caught. That's what makes it bad. And Yeah, and when we have a system where we don't... We- we don't check IDs. We don't purge voter rolls of ineligible voters. We don't check to see whether people are registered in more than one state and, and, and registering in more, you know, and voting in more than one state. You make it easy to commit voter fraud uh, and virtually impossible to catch either before it happens or after the fact. Uh, so it, it, it's an easy crime to commit. I mean, most people are honest, uh, but there are those who, as I say, because of the powerful interests involved, they, they really want to win an election, and they are prepared to cheat, and we make it easy for them. Well, for those people that are prepared to cheat, John, what's the solution? What's the best answer to this problem? Well, that's what this, that's what this Voter Integrity Commission is going to look into, but there are simple things that one can do. I mean, you can compare your voter rolls, for instance, to jury rolls. So, non-citizens are ineligible to serve on juries, and they will get excused from jury duty by saying that they are non-citizens. doesn't mean they're, they're here illegally. They're just not citizens. But a lot of those people then register to vote, and some of them actually vote. If you were to compare the jury rolls 
with the voter rolls, you would be able to get rid of a lot of people who are not eligible to vote, who have registered to vote, and quite possibly have voted. You can also compare uh, different states, can compare their voter rolls with each other to see whether there is a voter on the books in both states. If that is the case, you can verify what state the person lives in, and you can eliminate them from the state where they no longer live. You can check death records to make sure the deceased people are still not registered to vote. And when you have double people registered in more than one state or, or ineligible voters registered, you have an opportunity for a fraudster to request an absentee ballot and to cast a, a ballot in that person's name. Is that the most common way to cheat, John, the, with an absentee ballot? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, there are lots of other ways to cheat ballot fraud, forging signatures to get petitions on, uh, on uh, you know, referenda. Uh, but yeah, look, absentee, we now have lots of early voting with lots and lots of people mailing in their ballots and requesting absentee ballots. Uh, and you really don't know who's casting these ballots if you don't require some form uh, of identification. You have had many instances in which eligible voters have shown up uh, to vote on Election Day, only to be told that somebody had already cast an absentee ballot, or in a few cases, in, an in-person ballot in their name. Yeah, denying somebody who had the right to vote their right to vote. So that's, that's right. even worse. Well, John, we appreciate your joining us. What's your uh, website? Oh, well, anyone can go to heritage.org and look me up, John Malcolm. I'm the director of the Mies Center. Or if they want, they can follow me on Twitter at Malcolm underscore John. All right, John, thanks for being with us on AM Tampa Bay this morning. Thank you, John. Good to be with you. And let's turn it over to Mark right now, who is on the line. Mark, what's on your mind? Oh, I am so mad about this uh, county commission book. I could... Yeah, a few people are. I think uh, somebody's going to pay price, maybe. In... Well, well I'm, I'm here to tell you, they couldn't hold a referendum on everybody vote on it. They gave in to the mob. They gave in to the mob. Well, they, cer- up. they certainly gave in. We lost you there, but uh, it'll be interesting when the next election rolls around to see if this becomes an election issue, and I do believe it will be. You know, so many people don't even know it that are down there saying, get that thing out of here. They have relatives who fought in the Confederacy. I mean, if their relatives are from here, they fought in the Confederacy or they were a part of the Confederacy. And they don't even know it. They weren't why slaveholders the commission, necessarily. Why did they get to vote? Why can't the people vote on an issue such as this? Uh, you'd have to. I don't know what the procedure is, but you'd have to get commission okaying a public vote, and you'd have to hold it to the next election. And, of course, people that want it out of there aren't going to wait that long. You have seven he- people here that are voting just for their lobbying of votes in yeah. the next election. And they change their votes. Yeah. And as somebody said, we'll do it again, see if they change back. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea. It's seven, almost 7.49. We go to the newsroom now and John Conrad. Two teenagers shot last night in the neighborhood of 40th Street North in Tipplecrest. That's across from Bush Gardens. An 18-year-old man has non-life-threatening injuries. The second teen is 19. He's in serious but stable condition. All police are saying now are that they're following leads and haven't released any further information. A 34-year-old holiday woman lost her life in a traffic crash Wednesday evening in Pasco. The Florida Highway Patrol says Nicole Barker was killed after her Honda Accord was hit by a firebird driven by 19-year-old Bradley Prescott of Newport Ritchie. The Highway Patrol tells us Prescott was trying to turn left off of Moog Road onto Pinehurst Drive and collided with Barker's car. Prescott and three passengers in Barker's car suffered 
suffered minor injuries. The Florida Highway Patrol says alcohol was not a factor in the crash. And divers will soon be back in the waters of Lake Thanonasassa searching for a missing boater. FWC divers searched yesterday without finding anyone after a person reported hearing someone yelling for help and saw a small boat circling in the water with no one on board. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler has been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Our top story, Senator John McCain's daughter says her father is the toughest person she knows. This after the Arizona senator diagnosed with brain cancer. And Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn wants more bucks. Those stories coming up. The Tampa Bay forecast from Storm Team 8 meteorologist Lee Spann. A few showers along the beach this morning. Otherwise, a 40% chance for late day, early evening showers mainly inland. High 91. Partly cloudy tonight, 78 the low Friday morning. Tomorrow afternoon, the high should be 91 with a 30% rain chance. It's 78 degrees in Tampa for News Radio 970 WFLA. I'm John Conrad. With the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center, southbound 275 still slows from Fletcher to Dr. King. They cleared the earlier accident near I-4. Southbound I-75 slows from Fletcher into I-4. And we slow northbound on 275 from midspan of the eastbound Howard Franklin Bridge to Memorial. This traffic report is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. This month of participating Napa Auto Parts stores, the Napa Legend battery comes with a $15 prepaid Visa card by mail. So start every drive with a legend and save yourself some money with a Napa Legend battery. Daisy Ashton, Radio 930 WFLA. 755, we got Earl Pitts coming up in a couple of minutes. And what's it all about, Jeff? Looks like it's family vacation time. For the Pitts. Not for me. For Earl and Pearl. <laughs> well, we'll see what they have to say. Uh, we got time. Where should I go here, Jeff? Or To the phone line. Uh, which one? One of the first three. Okay, let's go to Jim then. He's been there the longest, I think. Jim, what's on your Come mind? On, guys. I wanted to change the subject from the depressing politics to something yeah, quick, quickly. 48 years ago today, Apollo 11, where were you? What were you doing? What did you feel? I, I had the measles. But I still get goosebumps 48 years later looking back at it. Yep. Uh, we landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong took the first steps. And Scott yep. Colony was born. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, Scott Colony. That's yeah. his birthday. That's, what were you feeling at the time, and how do you feel now? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That what was. was. That I'm glad you brought that up, Jim. I almost forgot about it. That's the big thing that happened on this date in history. And quickly, Ted... Uh, give us your thoughts real quickly. you got about 20 seconds. Okay, I think this year should be the year of the offended. Everybody's getting offended over s- stupid things. Um, the ride in Disney, been there for 50 years, and now they're offended by it. The Southern stuff, offended by it. So I think 2017 should be the year of offended people. The year of offended people. That sounds pretty good, and there are plenty of them out there. 
we will inoffensively go to the break here now and hear from Earl Pitts. You know what makes me sick? You know what makes me so mad? I just want to fill my mouth with honey, lay on my back, and spend the entire day as a human flytrap. If there's one thing I hate, it's going on vacation to some supposedly quiet, remote beach location, something like that, and find yourself on a Saturday morning stacked up like cordwood in traffic jams longer than the one that, that, that Shania Twain concert had. You know where she was singing nude? <laughs> My dove told me that. That's eight hours of gas fumes up the nose I'll never get back. Anyhow, back to our crowded vacations. Now, once you get to your rented, one-of-a-kind, waterside condo and unpack, you put on your swimming suit, you walk over to that so-called quiet, uncrowded beach, and it is none of the above. It's actually so full of fat, half-naked, greased-up human bodies, constantly flipping over on the beach towel, it looks like elephant seals breeding season. One of them National Geographic documentaries. You've seen them. As for quiet, if you call 4,000 boomboxes all set at maximum volume, and every one of them turned up to a different hip-hop station, I'm guessing it's time for you to get new batteries for your hearing aid. Either that, or you may want to give up your day job as a jackhammer tester. All of that is why this year I decided the Pitts family would have a staycation. That's where you stay at home while everybody else goes to the beach. Town will be... Really deserted and quiet. Traffic will be so light in the city, they'll turn off the traffic lights. McDonald's will be handing out two-for-one cheeseburgers so the food won't go to waste. I mean, I could not wait. Unfortunately, the Pitts family wasn't the only family with a stay vacation frame of mind. I was horrified to find out on the first day of stay vacation, the streets were clogged with cars full of fat, half-naked, greased-up human bodies on their way to the pool. And in the line at McDonald's, it was so long, I had to send my boy EJ to the Burger King next door to get us something to snack on while we waited. Back at home, I said, all right, family, get in the car. We're going to the beach. Long story short, we spent the rest of the week sitting on the back porch of that one-of-a-kind waterside condo. Out of earshot of boom boxes, and we had a tub full of popcorn. We was watching TV, and elephant seals was mating on that National Geographic TV. It's a good show. Wake up, America. Was it a good vacation? All I can say is I booked that condo for two weeks next summer. This is Earl Pitts, American Pitts. It's 10 after 8 on AM Tampa Bay. And before we go to our guest, I want to check in here with David, who's got a comment to make about the... Uh, well, I think the commissioner is right. Yes, that's right. Uh, first of all, I think it was very insulting to Victor Chris not to allow him to participate in the discussion, number one. Number two, um, Sandy Merman's suggestion about putting the question to the vote of the people is really the way that this issue should have been addressed, the way it should go. I tell you, I'm in Memphis right now. This uh, Hillsborough County, Tampa, is getting national play on this thing, and I don't think it's a good thing. Veterans don't like to be hearing this sort of thing. The veterans don't like to be hearing it. Okay, well, that's that's a good point. Uh, it would be great to put it up to the voters. I'd love to see that happen just to find out what the outcome would be. I'd be very curious as to see how it would come out. And we got the uh, Postal Service is under fire right now, 
and political analyst Michael Starr Hopkins joins us right now on AM Tampa Bay. And Michael, uh, tell us what the Postal Service has done that uh, people are looking askew at. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, so it looks like that the Postal Service, uh, some of the senior members, were directing uh, the local branches to allow their employees to go take time off and extended periods of time off uh, in many cases uh, to go work for the Hillary Clinton campaign, um, which is a violation of the Hatch Act. Hmm. Well. And so now they're under fire. The, uh, there's a, a committee that's looking into whether or not uh, the Hatch Act has been violated. So it's a it's not a good time to be at the Postal Service. Michael, what's going to happen? I mean, you know, anything going to become of this, or is this just an observation that they violated the Hatch Act? Um, you know, I think somebody will be held accountable. Uh, you know, people will get fired. I don't think anybody's going to go to prison for this, uh, but it's just it's another misstep for the Postal Service, who's already having a lot of problems with, you know, making sure that people are getting deliveries on time, things like that. And it kind of feeds into that narrative that people don't trust elections and, you know, there's always something corrupt going on with politicians. You know, that that part of it's not helpful. Well, it's interesting. The Postal Service, you tend to think of that as a very apolitical organization, but I would think that this indicates that at the top, they're run by Democrats. Is that right? Um, yeah, I, so I would say that, yes, Postal Service is definitely usually considered apolitical. Um, I don't know. It, it would make sense that it would have been a Democrat um, that would have been at the top because it was the Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, I, as they do more investigation, I think we're going to find out kind of what was going on. I hope someone, if it turns out to be true, I hope someone gets fired, though, because we need people to believe that government is independent and, you know, we're not tipping the scales in one way or the other. I think, you know, we're starting to see a little more of that uh, belief that government's corrupt more and more every day. So I think, you know, we got to hold somebody accountable. It wasn't just Hillary's campaign. It was other Democratic candidates as well. Yeah, they said that there were some local campaigns. I mean, the majority of the people were going uh, towards the Hillary campaign. But, yeah, there were some other local candidates uh, that people were going out and volunteering for. Uh, I think it was 97 people in total. So, you know, they spread out across swing states uh, and, yeah, helped the candidates. So, you know, it's not the fact that they helped Hillary Clinton. It's the fact that they were helping political campaigns at all while on the clock, you know. It's not what taxpayers are spending money for. Um, it's not something I think anybody supports. Well, what's your website, Michael? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at the Only Honest, and if you Google me, it's just MichaelStarHopkins.com. All right, Michael. Thanks for joining us on AM Tampa Bay. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, Michael. I got you know. Yesterday we were talking about the birthday. I think it was the fifty-fifth or fifty-something birthday of fifty-second, uh, maybe of uh, Channel Ten of WTSP. And I got a Facebook message from Dick Crippen, who's now with the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, Rays, but of course has been uh, for years. He was in uh, sports broadcasting and all of that stuff. But he says. Jack, how many years for Channel 10? Wow, Penny and I were both working there when WLCY-TV went on the air, and we were married a year later. I was the first weatherman and took over as sports director when Vince Malloy decided to run for city council in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Well, their names from the past. 
Uh, yeah. Little did I know where that change in career course would take me, but you brought back some great memories of a studio on Central Avenue in St. Pete from Crip. And it was, was TSP, was that? That's where they first started. WLCY-TV? Yeah. yeah. I, I seem to remember that. I think it was that way when I came here yeah. in 1970. But that's interesting. Um, they started in 65. Yeah, let's see, 35, 40, yeah, 52 years yeah. ago. Uh, and we had just mentioned that yesterday, and, and Dick heard it, and he met Penny there, too, as a matter of fact. Did you guys see this mayoral candidate, Paul Congemi, and he's making national news for some of the comments he made. Obviously, you have the two Ricks in the race, and you have Paul, who's a long shot. This is in St. Petersburg. He's probably going to get about 1% of the vote. Yeah, he is a long shot. He is not a factor in that, but he made some interesting comments. They're going viral. Take a listen. Mr. Neville, you and your people, you talk about reparations. The reparations that you talk about, Mr. Neville, your people already got your reparations. Your reparations, your reparations came in the form of a man named Barack Obama. My advice to you, my advice to you, if you don't like it here in America, planes leave every hour from camp to airport. Go back to Africa. Go back to Africa. There's other controversial comments. We're talking the Uhurus yep. were there in the meeting, the Uhuru group. And he later said he's not talking about blacks going back to Africa. He's talking about Uhurus. He was trying to he was kind of apologetic, well, I guess, afterward. But terrible comments. But oh, here's the thing. It was. He, he, if you're you a nailed it. Candidate. He's a non-factor. But yeah. guys, here's who this is going to hurt. You have the two Ricks. Rick Baker said something about it. He commented on it, condemned him. Rick Kreisman didn't do anything. He sat there silently, and people are, are getting on Rick because it's really between them. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. One of them is going to win the election. It's The question is, you've got the election coming up August 29th. The question is whether or not either will get 50% of the vote, and a lot of people are saying that's not going to happen uh, and because of the other candidates in there, so it'll have to go to November, the runoff between the two Ricks. But him saying to the Uhurus that uh, your your reparations were Barack Obama and then you need to go back to Africa if you don't like it here. Huh? A little trouble there. <laughs> now let's go to Troy who's got a comment to make. Troy, what's up? Hello, Troy. Hey, Troy, what's up? I, I just spoke with your report, uh, uh, your producer there about this, the Buckhorn budget and what he's going to do with taxes. And I think the reporting is inaccurate here because the reporting that comes in from Lee Spann or other reporters is this is going to be the first tax hike in decades, going back to the Greco administration and everything else. And that's not true. The millage is pinned to the property values. And every year my property value goes up is every year I'm paying more in taxes. Yeah, that's this is a what we're seeking here is a raising of the percentage even, which would be like a double whammy because the property value goes up and we want an even higher percent of what we're doing. Yeah, you're right about that because the incoming property tax money increases every year because of the value of properties goes up again and again. So he's absolutely right about that. And then all of a sudden the percentage goes up. And as he said, it's kind of a double whammy. 
It's 819 as we go to the newsroom and John Conrad. OJ scheduled to appear before Nevada's Board of Parole Commissioners via video conferencing from the Lovelock Correctional Center. It's going to happen at 1 o'clock Eastern time. The experts say he's been a model prisoner, has a very good chance of becoming a free man after having served over eight years of a nine-year to 33-year sentence. He was convicted of armed robbery in 2008. Add another name to the list of John Wayne Casey's victims. The County Cook Sheriff's Office in Illinois says 16-year-old James Byron Heckison from Minnesota was killed by Gacy back in 1976. The teenager's remains were found in Gacy's crawl space when he was arrested in 1978, but his identity had not been able to be confirmed until DNA testing. A new Gallup poll says 45% of adults say they've tried pot. That's a big change from the late 1960s when only about 4% say they tried smoking marijuana at least once. In the meantime, 12% of those who took part in that survey say they currently smoke weed. That's about one in eight Americans. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Let's check in with Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler's been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Our top stories this morning. We'll have the latest on the Land O'Lakes sinkhole. It's destroyed two homes and is threatening to damage a couple more. And the search continues for a hit-and-run driver that left a clear-water woman in a medically-induced coma. Details to those headlines are coming up. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. For the RP Funding Traffic Network, northbound 275 is very slow from midspan of the eastbound Howard Franklin Bridge into Memorial. Southbound 275 looks slow from Fowler Avenue into Hillsborough Avenue. And westbound I-4 slows from the Selman Connector to 275. This traffic report is brought to you by TrueCar. With TrueCar, you can see what others paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a great deal. TrueCar users, on average, save over $3,000 off MSRP. For new or used cars, visit TrueCar for a more confident car buying experience. Daisy Ashton, Radio 970 WFLA. It's 826. By the way, a note from Bob Passwaters. Do you think OJ will try to escape down the interstate in a three-wheel white bike today? <laughs> Harking back to the days of the, what was the? The white Bronco. The white Bronco. Yeah. Let's go to Ronnie, who's got a comment to make here. Ronnie, what's on your mind quickly? Hey, yes, I just wanted to comment on the gentleman that was about the post office. And uh, and what he's saying is I'm not surprised. I've uh, been a worker for 20 years. Uh, I didn't join the union. And because you go into the union offices, you see advertisements of uh, politicians of, of the Democrat persuasion uh, in their offices. And the union dues goes to the Democrats. Very little go to Republicans, if any. So I'm not surprised, but I am embarrassed by it. And I, I don't speak for the post office, but for an individual that, uh, that you know, people do need to lose their job. Yep. They don't go to jail. They yep. do need to lose their job. The Hatch Act, you're right, Ronnie. They have violated that, getting involved in politics. And that's from the inside right there with Ronnie. Mary, very quickly. Got 20 Hi, seconds. Good morning, guys. Morning. Go ahead. Hit it. Okay. I figured out what um, all this resistance 
President Trump is getting from the liberals and the celebrities, I figured out how he could have stopped that. How quickly? He oh, he selected the wrong vice president. He should have selected somebody the liberals hated, like Jim Bob Duggar or Bill O'Reilly or the sheriff out in Arizona they all hate. Then they would have left trump alone huh? good, good point. point good point mary maybe he should have they would have loved him it's 8 28 on am tampa bay the sean hannity morning minute i'll explain it to you brought to you by MossNissan.com. your morning cup of sean this is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. All right, new Bloomberg poll shows, guess what? Hillary Clinton is more unfavorable than Donald Trump. Daily Caller reports, so while 41% of respondents in the poll said they had a more favorable than unfavorable view of President Trump, well, Clinton's favorability was even lower. Full 58% of respondents found that Clinton to be more unfavorable than favorable. Meanwhile, Trump's favorability has jumped considerably since June of 2016, and to top it off, as usual, the Bloomberg poll surveyed more Democrats than Republicans and surveyed more people who voted for Clinton than Trump. Maybe it's time for the Democrats, Hillary, to realize, no, it's not Comey, it's not Vladimir, it's not misogyny that lost her the election. She was a horrible candidate with bad ideas and nobody liked her. Conservative Underground meets later today on The Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free for your free trial. When you need to know, News Radio 970 WFLA. Good morning, I'm Chris Trankman. Our top story at 8.30. It could be this weekend before crews remove debris and possibly fill in a massive sinkhole in the Lander Lakes area, which consumed two homes almost a week ago. The hole is expanding on the edges. The Lander Lakes sinkhole is dormant, but it's unstable. Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says as the sinkhole's water levels decrease, the sides are eroding, falling into the giant cavern. And Guthrie says it's still unsafe for crews and some nearby residents. We need to get dirt in here as soon as possible so that we can create a 45 or so degree angle bank into it to support the edges from falling in. He says it would take 135,000 cubic yards of dirt to fill the sinkhole, which swallowed two homes nearly a week ago. Guthrie says there's no public health issue right now, but experts will continue to take water samples in the area. Sharon Parker, News Radio 970 WFLA. Working to find hit and run driver. That story ahead. 
First, let's get an update on the roads. Here's Daisy Ash. From the Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center on westbound I-4, we're slowing down from Forbes Road into McIntosh with an accident reported here. And westbound is also heavy from Orient Road to Dr. King and very slow from the Salmon Connector into 275. On I-75 northbound, we're heavy from the Selman into State Road 60 and southbound from Fletcher into I-4. And southbound 275 slows from Fowler into Hillsborough Avenue and northbound from the eastbound Howard Franklin Bridge to West Shore. Have a crash on US-19 at Moog Road. Daisy Ashens Radio 970 WFLA. A few showers near the coast this morning, then a 40% chance this afternoon with a high of 91. It's 79 degrees at News Radio 970 WFLA. News is a service of the Bonatti Spine Institute. Clearwater police are still looking for the hit-and-run driver that struck Nikisha Lloyd at South MLK Avenue sometime around 1.30 on Sunday morning. She's been kept in a medically-induced coma since then. Terrell Wright has been at his wife's side at Morton Plant Hospital. If it was an accident, please just just come come and let, let the authorities know, let somebody know, please. Police have been hampered in their investigation as they can't speak to Lloyd because of her condition. The Memoria in Eterna will be moved. That's the latest vote by Hillsborough County Commissioners. Unlike last month, the majority of commissioners decided to remove the Confederate Soldiers Monument from the front of the old Hillsborough County Courthouse. Tampa attorney Tom Skerritt says he's already started a GoFundMe account to pay for the cost of relocating the monument to a local cemetery. He calls it a community project that will respect both sides of the emotional issue. Why am I doing this? Because I think we have a tremendous opportunity to here. Cities throughout the South are struggling with how to deal with their statues, with their history. New Orleans hired contractors who put on black masks and removed their statues in the middle of the night. We can do better. We must do better. Last month, commissioners voted 4-3 to three to keep the monument where it is. But there was so much controversy, they reconsidered the issue on Wednesday. Commissioners Ken Hagen and Stacy White still voted against moving the statue. Well wishes from current and former political leaders to Arizona Senator John McCain, diagnosed with a malignant form of brain cancer. Arizona's junior senator, Jeff Flake, spoke to McCain after his diagnosis. I just asked him how he was feeling today, and and he said, I, I'm feeling okay. I, I just will need to get through some chemo. And, and then that's what, uh, what told me that uh, the diagnosis was in. Former President Obama calls McCain one of the bravest fighters he's ever known, saying that cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Many experts expect O.J. Simpson will be released from prison after he appears today before a parole hearing in Nevada. Simpson is now 70 years old and was serving time for armed robbery and assault. Law professor Lori Levinson says the parole board is not supposed to consider his 1995 murder trial in which he was found not guilty. If he's not granted parole, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on this parole board. And they're going to say you treated him wrong or you treated him unfairly because he was O.J. Simpson was sentenced to 9 to 33 years in prison in 2008 after he used a gun while trying to recover some of his football memorabilia. It's 8.34 at News Radio 970 WFLA. Weather's next. Good morning. It's AM Tampa Bay. Happy birthday today to Ian Beckles and Bill Connolly, the very talented Bill Connolly, who also writes for the uh, Blondie comic strip. Both having birthdays today, huh? Yep. And they're both suffering birthdays. And in the meantime, it's our Friday Funnies a day early here today. At 8.41, we have... Been lucky enough to secure Greg Hahn, who is in town this weekend, appearing at Side Splitters. 
And, Greg, thanks for being on board here this morning. Jack, thanks for having me. All right, Jack, Ted, Aaron, how are you? <laughs> Good. Doing party, all right. How's it going? Jeff I'm fired up, man. I started comedy down in Tampa. You know, that's where I started. Really? Oh, you started, started here? Here's how you do a comedy career. You ruin two cars driving all around Florida and the Midwest learning your act. Then you move to New York. Then you move to L.A. You know what you do when you get to L.A.? Go to the airport, fly back to Tampa. Come on, let's party, everybody. <laughs> Happy to be here. Where'd you start at down here? Uh, Boca Raton. Yeah. How's the audience South Florida. There? South Florida. I feel like that audience is a bit aged. Yeah, they're a little uh, kind of aged. I didn't get any laughs for that. I just got funny two weeks ago, so I'm all excited. <laughs> have a good weekend. Well, go where nuts. did you live? Did you do that same thing? Are you in L.A. now? Yeah, yeah, I live out in L.A. That's that's they say, a... what's going on out there? Oh, I got a flight that leaves, you know, for the Midwest and whatever. We always fly back to real America to make a living. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was... But I love coming here. It's my favorite place, Florida. I was going to say, with all the comics that live in Southern California, that must be a funny place. I guess. Is it a funny? Yeah, it's a funny place. I don't know. We see each other at the airport leaving, but it's okay. What's making people laugh on the circuit right now? Uh, you mean like other comedians? What's what's making them laugh? What's, what's making everybody Fun- laugh? I would say funny. Funny makes them laugh. There's a lot of dirty out there. You notice that? Yep. Grimy. Lowbrow. Yep. <laughs> I'm not lowbrow. I do a lot of the corporate shows. You know, I do a lot of company shows. They fly me in and stuff. Yeah. Because I had a, I had a corporate job for. I used to have a corporate job, but I figured, why should I have? Why should I have make two hundred dollars a a day when I could be a comic, make that in a week? Come on, hey! I spit out a joke. I barely spit that one out. How you doing, everybody? I'm the guy that invented peel and eat shrimp. Okay, how are you? I'm the guy that invented the pot belly pig. I had no idea it was going to take off like this. I don't get it either. You know, here's what it is, dudes. I don't do like a lot of comics use gimmicks in their acts. You know what I mean? Like timing, likability, good material. None of that in my show. I go with pure panic. You ever heard of the arc of this show where you start slow, work your way faster? I like to start fast and then pass out. That's how I do it. If I don't get tased this weekend, I'll be irate. The shock factor. We all love the shock factor. Yeah. Now, are you going to be talking any politics this weekend? Well, you know what? I don't do politics on my show. Yeah. I don't. I don't because... uh, I just don't want to. I just want to make everybody laugh. I have huge views. You know, we did some of them last time I'm, I was here, but uh, I just want the audience to enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know? that, but I'll tell you this, if I may, Jack. Yeah. I've got a theory. I think you guys can agree or disagree, but I boiled down the sales pitch that has ruined the world. You ready? This You're is ready. the pitch that has ruined country after country after country. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Here's the pitch. We're gonna take from this guy and give it to you. That has destroyed the world, has it not? the world, it certainly has. That's right. Either the the politician keeps it or puts it in a program that destroys the person that he's trying to have. Whatever. So you don't do politics. You try to not – you don't get dirty. It's not your thing. Do you find it hard to kind of navigate through it this day? Uh, No, no. I go spastic. No, because I stay busy – uh, there's there's lots of people and organizations and whatnot opportunities when you when you kind of spru- like like I said corporate shows they yeah. can't have some lowbrow dude coming in do you know what I mean yeah sure no, and it's definitely. easy to do like uh, yeah corporate shows are, are you doing fine. colleges at all no I don't do colleges how come I'm 106 <laughs> I mean <laughs> I used to do them I went to college I was I went to college here in Florida Rollins College over there in oh, Winter yeah, Park in wow. Orlando. I was an English major my favorite author was Cliff Notes come on everybody <laughs> You know you're in trouble when you're taking the SAT test. You can't get the practice question correct. Which one of these does not belong? Car, 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 duck. 
<laughs> that second car looks awful suspicious. <laughs> you know, you get points for your name. I'm just writing your name on the essay. Do jokes, everybody. Do jokes. <laughs> points. We're in a point system with the girls. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm losing that one. Ladies have us on a point system. I was out with this girl. I did some shit like she goes, "Oh, you just lost some points." I said, "Well, transfer my account to your younger sister." Come on, everybody. I'm killing it here. Come on. We're doing radio in the morning, Tampa. Who's better than us? Nobody. <laughs> No, the corporate shows, they like hearing about job interviews. That was my first comedy bit I ever wrote, because interviews are traumatic. Remember your first job interview? They ask you questions. Oh, yeah. They try to make you sabotage yourself. Tell us, <laughs> where do you think you could use improvement? As if you're going to say, well, where do I start? You are looking at a nitwit. I've got the IQ of a cheese sandwich. I can't stop throwing staplers. I make the same mistakes dozens and dozens of times. Hired. And I'm prone to injury, so bring on the benefits, Aflac. Anyway. I hire that guy. He's anyway. unique. He sounds fun. I want him a part of my yeah. team. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. You heard the Aflac in there. I'll tell you, I got started comedy is that when I was at Rollins, we, they hired a comic. They paid him 10 grand. He came in and bombed. I thought, man, I, I'd like to bomb for ten grand. Hell yeah. Oh, man. You know I mean? That's a good deal. That's how I got involved. I, it looked like to me like a non-job, like it beat working. You it know what does. I mean? No heavy lifting? No. No lifting. You ever bomb still? Uh, no. I mean, not that I, not not enough to, uh, like, you know what? Bombs you, I have to change my answer. Yes. <laughs> but it's so rare. Not on the road. Maybe back in L.A. if you're with a bunch of hipsters or something like that. Do you ever feel guilty? Because I feel like if I were, you just brought up getting paid ten thousand dollars to bomb. Do you uh -huh. ever feel guilty? Oh, I don't bomb when I'm getting paid ten okay, grand. Okay, so you never yeah. bomb when you get paid. No, no. much harder for that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd feel, I would just feel weird. I'd be like, oh, do I give the money back? Like, I got a lot of booze. That's just me, I guess. No, well, with comedy, you know, it's such a one of the nice things about it. It's such an unimportant job, I think. Some guys take it deadly serious, like they think they're important. I don't think so, because like, say you tank on stage, right? The people watching you are like, they turn to each other, well, that stunk. What do you want to eat? You know, what, what do you want to go eat? It doesn't affect their day. Right? But if you're going to the doctor and he tanks, it's a bit, it's a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? A pilot, airline pilot, like, there are a bazillion bad more. Things. You don't want your pilot so much to have more a important, bad day. So much more important than stand-up comedy. So yeah. I'll take the 10 grand. That's a good point. <laughs> you definitely don't want them to have a bad day. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's a good idea, not doing politics, because you invariably piss off half the audience. Well, I'm not popular enough to cut my audience in half. When I get super famous, maybe I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, they do. But you're going to hear a whole lot more of this at Side Splitters tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, tonight at 8.30, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.15, and Saturday at 8 and 10.30, then Sunday at 7.00. And, of course, Side Splitters is in Carrollwood behind Chili's, and it's a great venue there, and you're going to have a great time this weekend with Greg Hahn. It's a blast. We're going to go nuts, everybody. Come on out. You better. You hear it. You better believe it. Chili's <laughs> should pay you for all the advertisement you do for them when we Thank have Side you. Splitters. Well, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to find Side Splitters. You know, you got to go back there. It's cozy back it's there. there. It is. It's very cozy. Can I can I plug my website? Oh, yes. GregHahn.com for the corporate shows. Put me in front of your people. What could go wrong? Yeah, if you got a corporate <laughs> corporation having a meeting here, I think you ought to do that. Oh. Definitely. Hey, thank you, Greg, for coming. Thanks for down. having me, man. Thank you, man. It's great it's, having you back. I love back. Tampa. It's Rack Your Brain coming up here in six minutes. Get on board by calling 800 969 9352. Right now, it's 849. We go to the newsroom. 
and John Conrad. Yesterday's Supreme Court decision on President Trump's travel ban allows the government to enforce most current restrictions, but it expands entry to grandparents and other relatives until the case is heard on appeal. The Supreme Court will take up the validity of the entire travel ban when it reconvenes on the first Monday in October. United Airlines Chief Executive Oscar uh, Officer Oscar Munez says the number of passenger bumps are down 85 percent. The airline pledged to make major policy changes after the fallout over video of a Kentucky doctor being dragged off a plane in April. And 40 percent of alcohol beverage drinkers in the U.S. would rather drink a beer than a glass of wine or hard liquor. The Gallup poll results say that when it comes to who would rather pop a cold one, men or women, 62% of men say they would rather drink a beer compared to 19% of women. The poll also points out that 6 out of 10 Americans drink alcoholic beverages. News Radio 970 WFLA Sports. Here's Aaron Jacobson. After seven straight quality starts to begin his career, Jacob Faria took his first big league loss yesterday. The Rays fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2 to close out that series. The Rays did take two out of three on the road. They head back home to start a series with the Rangers tomorrow night when Alex Cobb takes the mound against Hugh Darvish. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Dante Fowler's been arrested in Florida on simple battery and criminal mischief charges. It happened in St. Petersburg. He was arrested Tuesday after getting into a confrontation with a man who made a comment about his driving. The Jaguars said in a statement they're gathering more information. Fowler played for the University of Florida and was the Jaguars' first-round draft pick in 2015. That's your 970 WFLA Sports Update. Top stories we're following for you this morning. Today, O.J. Simpson goes before a parole board in Nevada and politicians sending well wishes to Senator John McCain after it's revealed he's been diagnosed with an aggressive form of brain cancer. Those stories and more coming up. Our Tampa Bay forecast from Storm Team 8 meteorologist Lee Spann. Showers on the beaches this morning, a 40% chance for rain inland this afternoon, high 91. Partly cloudy overnight, 78. Tomorrow, just a third. 30% rain chance, the high 91. It's 80 in Tampa. For News Radio 970 WFLA, I'm John Conrad. The Florida Central Auto Loans Traffic Center westbound I 4 is very slow from Thanota Sasser Road into just before McIntosh Road because of an accident. It's been moved out of the two left lanes all off to the side. And there's wreck northbound on Sheldon north of Linebaugh. This traffic report is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. This month, the participating Napa Auto Parts stores Napa Full and Synthetic Motor Oil is on sale for just $4.29 a quart. It's quality motor oil at an affordable savings when you get. Napa Full Synthetic. General states pricing, sales prices do not include applicable state, local taxes, or recycling fees. Daisy Ashton's Radio 970 WFL. Rack your brain. Brought to you by Crown Eurocars. Our three categories as the capital turns, WTF, and movies from 1989. If you want to play, 800-969-WFLA. That's 800-969-9352. Charles, you're first up. As the capital turns, WTF, or movies from 1989. Let's do movies from 1989. That happens to be our daily double. English teacher John Keating inspires his students to look at poetry with a different perspective of authentic knowledge and feeling. What's the name of the movie? That would be Dead Poet Society. That would be the Dead Poet Society. Charles, you are a winner, and you have won the T-shirt to go along with this prize. Tell them, Jack. You got a couple of tickets to see the Rays and the Rangers at the Trop. On Sunday, and kids 14 and under will get a Chris Archer emoji pillow presented by the Moffitt Cancer Center while supplies last. How about it, Charles? What's the phrase that pays? 
You got to win to play only on WFLA. Thank you very much for making us your choice, Charles. We really do appreciate that, man. Hey, we got, the world to us. Um, I've been meaning to mention here. In fact, I think we're going to get him on the air one morning. But old uh, Albert Owens, who's been at News Channel 8 for years and years and years and years, but he is also uh, better known as Buckified Bert. Yep. And he wears that pirate ship on his head, and he's got this whole outfit, and he has been a big cheerleader for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the years as Buckified Bert. And he is going into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. As a fan. The uh, fan Hall of Fame that they have up there. I haven't seen that. I've been to the regular Hall of Fame. In fact, I was up there when they put Leroy Selman in. Yeah, he goes up the first week of August, so we should have him in next week. Yeah. And uh, find out about his getting into the Hall of Fame. That's pretty neat up there. want to congratulate Frank Premuey, the coach at Gaither High School, who was just selected into the uh, Society of Professional uh, or Coaches uh, Hall of Fame. He's a high school uh, Hall of Fame. Baseball? Well, baseball. That is a dangerous baseball team. Very good. Yep. I that's... think Kevin Cash went to Gaither. Yeah, he did. He, in fact, Premuey coached Cash. Hey, by the way, I forgot to, uh, I think I did it early yesterday, but I got to do it late here too because you always do. What's the phrase that pays? And David Meyer on Facebook said, hey, Jack, since I'm on a dry streak and rack your brain, I wanted to give you my phrase that pays while it's still good. 970 WFLA, your place for flags, flatulence, food, and fun. (laughs) They only count if you win the game. If you win the game. If you win rack, they only count if you win rack. Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's true. You guys know that song from Aerosmith, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Yeah. Well, Caitlyn Jenner is under some fire now because she tweeted out a picture with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith with the caption, Dude Looks Like a Lady. That's actually a very funny, clever tweet. It is. The the transgender community is going nuts. They can't handle it, huh? They can't handle it saying that uh, you really think this caption is appropriate? You just don't get it. She's transitioned. Let her do whatever the hell she wants. It's her life. I would tend to agree with you on that 100%, but you know how everybody's sensitive. Everybody's got to be offended about something. Touchy, touchy, touchy. You're offended over someone who has furthered your rights as the transition community, LGBT. Oh, yeah. Big supporter of that. I, I think they don't like. Caitlyn Jenner, though, because she's Republican. She's Republican. She's a Trump supporter, and that that doesn't sit well with them. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, that's a great song. Good but song. I'm just looking around here to make sure we got everything. Don't forget the Veterans Job Fair that's coming up this morning from 11 to 3 at Amelie Arena, and this is for uh, veterans or. Uh, military spouses, guardsmen, reservists, anybody associated with the military. And if you're looking for work, come on out there from 11 to 3 at Amelie Arena today. And that's a great thing they're putting together there. In the meantime, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.